Podcast like a motherfucker. Hello and welcome to Amtam Podcast. This is a bit of a hangover edition of Amtam Podcast, and it's been a long time coming. Uh, I've just been really busy in my personal life and haven't really had time to do any editing. So I think the first part of this was actually recorded back in October, and the last part recorded just after NerdCon tournament in November. So it's been a bit of a while. So some of the references will be a bit old, but hopefully it's still enjoyable to the extent that it's random ninth age stuff that people like to listen to in their spare time. If you want a full review of NerdCon, I suggest listening to the Fantasy Wargame podcast. The guys came over from the UK to come to our tournament. Um, This episode is going to be a bit of a chat about NerdCon, what we expect to come up in what was the first rules update and we will also talk about the new cultists auxiliary book for the demon legions then the last part of the show is an interview with paul and tony from the fantasy wargame podcast when they came to nerdcon um so hopefully you can bear with us on this edition the last disclaimer is that i was super hungover for pretty much all of this recording Um, So I hope you can manage my really hangover voice and me being really tired for most of it. Hopefully it's still enjoyable entertainment and I promise that I have another podcast coming very soon. So with no further ado, welcome to... I was trying to say amateur episode at the same time, and it just didn't work. (laughs) It happens to me sometimes. Welcome to Amazon Podcast. Episode number 46. Hey, I was right, 46. <laughs> awesome. So we're doing something a little bit different this time. We're like actually hungover instead of drunk. It's like <laughs> inverse amateur. Yeah, <laughs> Not enough time to podcast last night. No, exactly. We were on a bit of a tight schedule. And uh, it was Christopher's bachelor party. Yeah. So uh, congrats to Christopher. If uh, you're probably, by the time this is out, you're probably married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a castle and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it was ba- Christopher's bachelor party last night. Yeah, and uh, it was like quite a big group. But, yeah, there was uh, actually yeah. more people than I was expecting. Yeah, definitely. It was fun though. And um, so we're a bit hungover today and just going to be podcasting about um, NerdCon. Yeah. And also doing a bit of a courtist book review. Yeah. Because uh, one of the important things about Nerdcon is the fact that you're allowing all the auxiliary army books yeah, exactly. uh, in there, and Cultus is the yeah. last one released. Yeah, I, I feel like um, we, we kind of need to give them a chance a little bit yeah. to see if to prove themselves and see if uh, they. Yeah, and I think I think this is like or... a really good stress test because some people have like, for example, been making like good builds with the Osclanders or something. Yeah, so this is going to show: yeah. are they? unbalanced or not and if, if like if they're not doing that well in this tournament then that that's a pretty if good stress no, test if no one just picks no one picks them because yeah, they don't exactly. think they're good yeah but we'll see I, I have had a few lists sent in so far okay um, but no none with us Oslanders yet ah, okay 
Uh, but I know Rasmus is, has. I don't. I don't know if he's uh, going to be taking them, but he's, he's talking about. He's it. talking about it a lot because there's some good combos that you can get. Yeah. With the jar. Yeah, it's like that. The, the fighting characters. Yeah, uh, seems like, to be pretty strong because they have like the same. Uh, so in the Warriors book, they have this thing where they get like a battle focus and hatred, or just battle focus when they're like in a unit of barbarians, mm. and these guys have that as well. But they also have like access to slightly better items as combos and yeah. so on, and they have like these kind of you know upgrades where they become like a berserker or something and they get a little bit better. Yeah. So that fit, like when you stack all those correctly, they get really really good because yeah. they get all those, a lot of stuff kind of for free. Yeah. So if you're if you think about coming to NerdCon and you have a, a warriors army that you can convert to Osklanders, there's some. Yeah. I mean, some, it's not hard. There's some cheesy can, stuff in yeah. there. And you know what? You can finally use your trolls again. Because <laughs> they're in the Ostlander book. And if you're playing Night Age Bingo, that's yeah. a tick. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's, let's talk about NerdCon. Um, mm-hmm. I know that we did a little bit already on this, but uh, do you want to go through the tournament pack? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Do you have it open? Or? Yeah, I do. So, I mean, the most the most important thing is the fact that you have so much price support for this tournament. Yeah, say. yeah. There's and there's a lot of prices going to be handed out. Yeah, so we, maybe we should uh, mention the sponsors yeah, of, exactly. the, of the tournament, <laughs> of it, yeah. just to like, get the ball rolling. It's, yeah, it's been pretty crazy how you uh, managed to uh, to get them to send you all the shit. Yeah, you I, have, like, I kind of a big box full of stuff. Yeah, I kind of called in all my favors basically with yeah. all the companies that I've been doing free advertising for yeah. over, over the last three years of doing night scrolls, <laughs> and um, and just said and just asked them if they would be willing to send price support. Yeah. So. Um, we have uh, Shield Wolf Miniatures, yeah. Avatars of War, um, Last Sword Miniatures, they haven't actually sent me anything yet, but they said they would, um, Rotten Factory, mm-hmm. Raging Heroes, uh, Admiralty Miniatures, okay. um, hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Yeah, that's definitely like a who's who of... Uh, yeah. And, of all the um, Nightbridge companies. And the, the main sponsor of the event is going to be kinggames.dk. Yeah, that's like a general uh, miniature shop here in yeah. opening. They're it? just releasing the Dunkeldorf range, which is like a kind that of sounds like dun- a... Dungeons and Dragons type. Okay, like, like, but that's dwarfs or? Dunkeldorf, like... That sounds to me like a, a dark dwarf or something. Dwarf, like D-O-R-F. Yeah, like exactly. So like a German word for a town. So I guess uh, it's like... Oh, a, okay, okay, okay. Get it. Yeah, so it's, it's like a, some kind of dark, yeah, like Middle Ages kind of German themed place, I guess. Okay. I, I don't know what if they have like a background for or anything. Is but this uh, gonna be like uh, just miniatures or scenery or? I think it's like just miniatures and okay. uh, like a, a skirmish game. Cool. So they're releasing that, and they've sent us they've sent us like the like gift cards for the main prizes. Yeah, and also some miniatures as well. That's so. Nice. What I really wanted to do with um, NerdCon is because we're kind of, it's basically taking over from Giant Fanatic yeah. a little bit. And Giant Fanatic has traditionally been like a really hobby tournament. Yeah. And I wanted to continue that uh, theme. And so I think in the past we we've done too much painting restrictions as well. Yeah. So I, I wanted to have a balance between... People getting rewarded for painting, yeah, 
but I didn't want to exclude people because they don't have a painted army. No, or, or a well-painted army. Or a well-painted yeah. army, or they they don't want to come because they don't feel like... Yeah, because I mean, this is something that I, I talked to you about before, is the fact that as somebody who cares a lot about painting, it might not be necessarily super important for the people who care a lot about painting about actually winning in terms of uh, the tournament. And usually how we score yeah. these things is to reward people with battle points, but... If you're like, if you spend a lot of time uh, on your army, a lot like chances are that it's not going to be chasing the meta because it takes so much time to paint. Yeah. So you're probably not going to like look to win anyway. Yeah. So those extra battle points are, I mean, they're nice, but they they're not like they don't, yeah, they don't mean don't, anything. You don't really get anything. Yeah, from exactly. Them. And and then in reverse, the people who really care about winning, they probably won't be able to spend as much time painting their armies because they need to switch around them a lot. And, yeah, or, and or they're, they don't care. they're spending their hobby time practicing. Yeah, game, exactly. Game, right? This kind of stuff. So for them, it's like to be then to be punished. Like you kind of give the opposite of what both groups want when you yeah. do too much painting restrictions. Yeah. So, so basically, I, I wanted to make sure that everyone was included and, and no one was no one was excluded. Yeah. And people who have nicely painted armies are rewarded for it. Yeah. And not just with battle points. So I'm hoping to do a painting prize for every faction. Yeah. So the best painted in race, rather than like best in race. Yeah. Have like best painted in race. So there's no painting restrictions at the tournament, so you can bring whatever you want. Yeah. As long as it's like a model, there's no there's no what you see is what you get. But obviously, you are going to get some battle points for having a nicely painted army. Yeah. Um, but you're actually going to get rewarded if you have the best in your faction. Yeah. So that that was kind of my idea with the tournament. Um. It's uh, we're also doing some interesting scenarios. There's a scenario pack on the Ninth Age forum if you want to look at them. Yeah. They're they're just like they're they're also fairly balanced. There's yeah, it's like a, yeah like a little bit different. But look a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. There's one that, uh, like the one that's uh, through stuck out the most is the one with the weird magic, right? There's yeah. There's one where like everything goes a little bit crazy. Yeah, we're using the uh, like the extra magic rules from the the Ninth Age supplement. Yeah. It, it's so it's it's all it has been like balanced. By the rules yeah, exactly. or whatever. So yeah, it, it seems uh, reasonable. And, and also, changing magic yeah. is one of those things that affects both people. Yeah, exactly. Like, Unless you're dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. still, like you get a, a different number of uh, dice and this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so th and, and this is because I, I wanted it to feel like you're playing Ninth Age. I didn't want it to be like some kind of wanky thing that you know that we like play this once and yeah. then uh, oh this is good enough and then you turn up on the day yeah. and it's definitely not good enough. Yeah and I didn't want it to be like imbalanced for one person or another yeah. person. So so yeah it, I really wanted but I still wanted to have a different game and a bit more interesting. Yeah. Just not just the five games of Ninth Age out of the box. Yeah. So it's it's still gonna be out of the box but like the objective is slightly different to what you normally yeah exactly with. and this is like uh, changing it in a different way from a lot of times you uh, like people change it by changing the points sums mm. but this but this doesn't like force you to like rework your entire army if you want to come like you can uh, yeah. like it's but it makes it different in different ways yeah exactly and like uh, I, I was kind of think they're running 5,000 points yeah and that kind of does the same thing as well yeah exactly but it scrambles it up a lot more and uh, I would I would say from my from somebody paints perspective, usually the points shifting shifting is harder because then you need to like change a lot of what you bring. Whereas if you if you just want to bring what you usually do, then it's yeah. easier when you just have like the set amount of points that you always use and you have time to work up to what's in that list. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, so we have a few spots left for the tournament. Yeah. Um, 
I think the entries will close on the 1st of October, so it's probably got about one more week to sign up. Yeah. It's on the 12th and 13th of October in Copenhagen. Yeah, right by the central station. the central station. Very easy to get to. Yeah, so really easy. And if, you, if you're thinking of coming from outside and you need a hand with somewhere to stay, just get in touch and we can uh, sort it out, And especially if you're on a budget. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. And uh, if you want more information on the tournament, you can find it on the tournaments tab on the Ninth Age Forum. Yeah. And we have list submission on the by the 1st of October. So this, this is going to be quite interesting because normally in uh, Denmark you don't do uh, list submission at no, all. No, apparently they had a tournament this weekend yeah. in, in Raunenborg. Okay. And they did list submission and apparently it was absolute bullshit what people sent in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was really badly formatted. And yeah. But, uh, like, we, you have a nice penalty of, like, minus one million battle points if you yeah. <laughs> if you do that. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I know. I, did you get the email I sent out this oh, week? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm checked. Okay. Because I, I, I tried to send out an email yeah. to everyone who would signed up for the tournament yeah. just to remind them about the submission. And I will send up maybe one more. Maybe I did. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know if it works. I got one, like, this did not work email oh, okay. back. But... I guess it got sent to everyone else, I hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think so. So, um, I think next we should read the mail. Oh, yeah. Who's got mail? We've got mail. guess who it's from <laughs> the greatest fan uh, the number one fan yeah so it's quite long i mean as always has has he ever sent like a uh, short email no but just i haven't read it yet okay <laughs> but the, the first the first six words it says all right then you stupid pieces of shit and the last six the last two words says fuck you so <laughs> So this sandwich in between should so, be pretty good. Right? So yeah, this should be pretty good. Yeah. I haven't um, haven't read it yet, so we'll read it now. Yeah. All right then, you stupid pieces of shit. It's Tommy Tucker here, back with another awesome source email coming. C U M M I N G in your ear, vaginas. <laughs> I'm turning the offensiveness up to eleven on this one. So if you're easily offended, faggot, fuck off and suck your dad's dick, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> First off, that ETC episode was fucking epic. Fuck me, it was good. The rambling interviews with sound levels, all to fuck. The drunken recordings with clinking drinks and slurred speech. The weird context-specific stories about shit none of your listeners will understand. And the long, bro- <laughs> <laughs> the long boring drivel about your battle reports. Ex- excellent. <laughs> the Amacox episode was really good too. Something like West Side Story. And you even dragged some charm and humor from the king of misanthrope himself. Well done. However, I need to say a few things about the episode back along where you talked for what seemed about three years about your amazing experience where you found yourself in Mongolia. Puke. <laughs> <laughs> also, the sexual tension between Henry and Casimir was nothing short of turgid during that particular diatribe. Diatribe? Yeah. Where is he getting these words from? Wow, fancy guy. Yeah. He's, he's clearly got a thesaurus back there somewhere. Yeah. When are you two fudge-punching pun- degenerates going to come out, C-U-M, out of the closet and admit you enjoy fucking each other up the ass? Don't imagine anyone cares about what you do with each other's dicks. 
<laughs> Who wouldn't want to kiss that 16 feet long giraffe neck? <laughs> Do you have to call him a doctor now, even during lovemaking? <laughs> I mean, like, that is one of my criteria, to be honest. What people I have sex with now. Fair enough, fair enough. You should have that written yeah, in the contract. Right. Yeah. <laughs> during lovemaking, I must, you must call me Dr. Ehrenborg. Yeah, exactly, must be referred to. Like, will not get hard unless referred to as doctor. <laughs> Please, can you do disgusting cunts t- talk about some ways to change vermiswarm and identities to bring them more in line with the other books? Yes, we can. Casimir, hmm? yeah. please try and repress your huge raging UD boner for that one. Save it for <laughs> Henry later on. We need to have a chat about TOs. What the fuck is going on with our hobby tournament season? It's spring, the birds are singing, the sun is beginning to break through the dark clouds of a long, cold winter, and lo and behold, dozens of tournaments are planned, weekend after weekend. As the days begin to shorten and the incessant deluge of winter brings the tournament scene dries up and we put a hobby on hold, what the actual fuck? This is perfect winter hobby, but everyone wants to meet up and play with stupid plastic toy soldiers in a fucking warehouse during the few short months where you could be outside enjoying some sun and fresh air. I know most of the retarded incel... Yeah, incel is like involuntary celibates. Okay, that's not a word I've yeah, read before. It's like an internet thing. Okay. It's like yeah, fat people who can't get uh, women, essentially. Okay. <laughs> Retarded incel cunts who play this game don't go outside anyway, but come on. Is that true? I guess there's lots of tournaments in summer. Yeah, I mean, it, like that's actually opposite from here, I feel like. Yeah. Here in summer, it kind of dries up. And yeah. then, uh, and then it October. Comes, uh, like, it starts now in the June autumn. Actually, again. like this week. Yeah, this exactly. The first one. We have like, tournaments every week like, like, leading yeah. up to Christmas. And, yeah, definitely. Um, I have got a few emails lined up, so I will n- discover a few bullshit gamey things to moan about and provide good excuses for coming last. Coming <laughs> see you um, again. Also, I'm not coming to your LGBTQ and NerdCon tournament in October because you will <laughs> drug and rape me. And also because your weird secondary objectives scare me. <laughs> Here's one. What would you rather fuck? Your mum and you have to come or be fucked by your dad and he has to come? Answers, yeah, you should probably just cut your cock and balls off now. <laughs> anyway, that's enough for now. Thanks for nothing. Go and play with... Go and play on a motorway, you hideous, sickening sacks of pointless dog shit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that email, Tom. Yeah, it's always good to hear from him. <laughs> yeah, always good to, to know you're still alive and listening to the show. Yeah. So he did ask some interesting questions, though. So... Can you talk about some ways to change vermin swarm and undying dynasties? Yeah. So I like to be honest, I don't know much about what's wrong about vermin swarm, other than I, that people consider them to be really strong. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from my, if we stop with that, because I guess that's what we know least about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from my perspective, it seems like uh, it's the demon that's part like a huge issue because yeah. he provides something to the army which. Like you normally don't have access to. Like the the problem from my perspective is just that you kind of have this guy who gives you super high leadership in an army which should be leadership deficient, and he also fills the gaps in your like magic perfectly yeah. you know, with what it can take. So he's just like too good for for what he does. Like yeah, I agree. Yeah, for me, for me, there's a few things about the demon that are way too good. One is the leadership, yeah. as you say, and it's also an 18-inch bubble of leadership nine, yeah, which is but it, it's so weird. But then you also have bonus leadership for your ranks. So you're like, wait, wait a minute. So you have leadership nine bubble for all the small shit yeah. that should be like leadership seven or something. Leadership five. Yeah, yeah, no. But what I mean is like, uh, 
so how it was way before the demon could be the, the general, like way, way back. I mean, it, then you had like, you maybe you had this guy who had leadership seven as your general, and that was the most you could get. Yeah. And then your units got 10 by the rank bonus. Yeah. But then the small shitty units, like the little gunners and yeah. Gisales and stuff, whatever we call now, uh, or uh, like they used to, they used to have leadership seven, so you could like panic them with magic missiles and stuff. But now yeah. all of that has leadership nine, yeah. so you just can't like poke a hole in it. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's a big bubble as well because it's gigantic or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, yeah, and and things suddenly when you're stubborn on leadership nine with your pendulum as yeah. well, and it, and it's quite hard to take. Actually, quite hard to kill the demon. I yeah. Think. The only thing that really does it is a lot of shooting. Yeah, exactly. Or if somebody, I mean, commits it in the wrong place, yeah. I guess. But that's not very. And it's also really do. cheap for what it does. Yeah, it's like has eight is AP ten, I think. Yeah, he's like a, like the only issue with for him in the, in close combat is the fact that he doesn't have a lot of saves, but he definitely dishes it out pretty. Yeah, pretty brutal. You have to be careful what you charge into. Him. Yeah, but he definitely takes stuff off. Yeah, and and, uh, and it has like divination magic. Yeah, which I mean, I I think this is part of the issue. I think I heard. Through the grapevine that apparently they're gonna change some stuff in the Path of Magic's uh, document, and I like I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if uh, divination there's, there's is gonna high be, on the list. There's gonna be some changes to the some of the spells in, yeah. in the in the game. Just I think it's only casting values. Okay, interesting. I have seen what they're changing, so I'm not gonna say. No, it. no, no, you shouldn't. But like, but, uh, for, I'll just I'll, I'll air my ingredients. <laughs> but and that is like the problem with divination is that it has it's like the uh, so what you want in magic, from my perspective, is you want a, a spell selection where you have two spells that do essentially the same thing. Yeah. So that when you cast them, you're like, this turn I want to do this, so I'm going to cast these two spells, and you pick which one you dispel, and then the other one's going to happen. And yeah. divination is the perfect path for this, because you have two spells that kills monsters, and two spells that buff your units in, in combat to make them hit stuff better, like yeah. be able to hit or extra weapon skill and agility. Yeah. And uh, that just means that you're like... When you pick a magic, you're like, okay, I pick this uh, path, and then I will have no problems with monsters, and I will have what I need in, in combat. And no other path really does this. Yeah. Like, it doesn't solve an issue as well as this path. Yeah, exactly. It, it does everything. And and when you kind of combine that, like, magic, like, especially with the missiles, of course, yeah. when you combine it with all the other... Stuff that the vermin have. Yeah, exactly. All the shooting and all the magic. Uh, it's it just kind of. It becomes like a little bit too much. Yeah, it's a bit OTT. But I, how would how would you actually change that? The thing, the, the first thing would be by either saying the demon can't be the general, yeah. or the demon doesn't have doesn't have an eighteen inch bubble, I mean, or it doesn't if, have leadership nine. Yeah, like if the demon if the demon can be the general, then maybe just make it leadership seven, or make it be something like that. Like if you're picking yeah. general, then it just gets set to leadership seven. Yeah, and why does it why does it get extra range from divination for no reason? Yeah, exactly. That's also really weird because you're or like that just means that you don't even need to pick like an extra wizard to yeah. stand next to it because that would be make it deficient, right? Because that's the what makes the divination like what how they try to balance divination, right? Is the fact that you need to have extra wizards, and that costs more points to actually reach out and kill the monsters. Yeah. But, I mean, if you just have extra reach already, and then you're probably having one extra wizard anyway, then you have, like, super long reach, yeah. and nobody can hide. Yeah, and it also gets a 4 plus against magical attacks. I, I don't know why that's in, yeah. in the... I mean, book. I don't mind that so much, but to me it's more like, uh, like, maybe it's too cheap, and it's the fact that it has really high leadership where... Like it probably shouldn't, but like I don't mind a really expensive model having only a decent save. That seems okay to me. Yeah, I mean you could you could compare this to like a dragon mage. Yeah, I think 
Like, is it a caster and it's also like a combat? Yeah, thing? or an exalted herald, for example. Yeah, and for the points, eight hundred and twenty points. Yeah, that's very cheap. If you compare it to like a dragon, like okay, yeah. you can you can have a wizard on a dragon with divination, for example, yeah. in in high elves or I think also dread elves. Yeah, um, it works out at like uh, probably about the same. Maybe a thousand points. Yeah, it depends on how much kit you want. Well, how many magic kit, missiles? It's like yeah. a thousand, I think. So the difference with this is that it doesn't fly, mm. but it has a four plus Aegis against magic. Yeah. Which is one thing that the dragon gets killed with. Yeah, like, exactly. Like the one thing that kills big moles is divination, and this yeah. has an inbuilt like a uh, protection against divination. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. This this is unbreakable because it's a supernal. Yeah. It's uh, it's AP ten. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, re- it's a lot better than dragon. Agility nine. It's, it's a lot than Defensive dragon eight. Offensive eight. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is that this is better than a dragon in combat, and it's better than a dragon mage in casting magic because yeah. it has extra range built in. Yeah. So and probably cheaper. Yeah. And it has a smaller footprint, which is really nice as well. It also knows one additional spell for free. So, <laughs> so yeah, so you essentially you just get everything you want with the, the yeah wall. exactly, and it's cheaper. Yeah, so so what I I think that I would do the simplest change I think I would do would just be can't be the general and uh, a raise in points. Yeah, perhaps remove like some of the boosting of it, like maybe not extra spell or I maybe would, not. I extra would range. take off the schema special rule. Is that the, the range? Or? The, that gives extra range and additional spell. Yeah, and it means that the gunners is reduced to twenty five percent. I mean, the like that's that's I guess how they try to balance this is the yeah. fact that you can't take as much shooting, but to but, me, twenty five percent of your army shooting enough. is yeah. plus a demon is still a lot. Yeah, exactly. But but I think it, so. I think it would be good if it was a choice where you're like, oh, I put this mole in for what it does rather than for like for being the general. Yeah. So you could be like, oh, I want to have divination because it's the only way I can get it, and I want to have a, a combat monster. So you take the demon instead of being like I want to have that as well as this general that makes my whole army yeah. really difficult. I think to I think it also dropping the discipline to seven or eight would be. Yeah, sure. If you want to keep it as a general, then yeah. that's what you should do. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you don't like in the Vermin Swarm, or you think I mean, it's like too it, good? I I actually don't I, I I don't think I know it well enough to comment on the small units because they never like really stick out that much to me. Yeah. Like uh, maybe it's just the fact that stuff is like a little bit too cheap, but I I haven't really noticed it that much. I know people always whine about the the wheels, but they've been like nerfed in like three yeah. successions. I, think, I don't think they're I think fine. The wheels were okay. Yeah. Um. For me, it's the sensor bearers. They're called plague disciples now. Yeah, plague disciples. They're, and. The ones that do uh, toxic uh, attacks yeah. to everything close yeah. to them. So they're just they're really good, and I think they would be fine. But they get to have supporting attacks with all their bullshit as well. Yeah, I think they they're in this weird place where you have an army that's really good at shooting and magic, and you need to, uh, and you want to have units that are still good in combat, and then it's really difficult to balance because if you make them too good in combat, they fill like a hole, a deficiency in the army too well. Mm. But also, if you make them bad, then people just don't take them and just take more shooting and bullshit instead. So it's kind of difficult to balance. Yeah. Like, um, so the plague flail is gives them plus two strength and plus two AP. So it's a great weapon, but they don't strike last. Yeah. And then they get the it uh, agility ten. Oh no, sorry. Initially, yeah, agility ten. Yeah. They get they do a. Uh, 
uh, toxic. Yeah. So this is so I think how you would change this, in my opinion, is just to have this effect happening at the end of uh, of combat instead of at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So I would, yeah, I'd change that to agility zero. Yeah. Just because I'm elf and I'm sour, because this just <laughs> destroys every single unit in my army. Yeah. And not only do units and like models in contact, they're also supporting attacks get to do this as well. Okay. So if you have ten guys, like oh, five so, wide, yeah, then Are you, you get ten to... hits at agility ten. Okay, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. So it's 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 brutal against elves. Yeah, but like I feel like you could just that that to me just seems like you could uh, do that at the lower uh, guilty step. Because I but then I don't think you need to change other stuff about the unit because that's quite a big nerf. Yeah, they're also res four and hard target, which just makes them yeah quite good against magic. And you as think well. they have a hard target from they used to be the skirmishers, right? Yeah, so that's probably why. Yeah, that's like a legacy rule. Yeah. But I, th I think the, this is a unit that will that will change dramatically yeah. when the new book gets written. Yeah, exactly. With like uh, what it's supposed to be in in the yeah. new uh, fluff. And the, I'd, if I was going to change these, as as we said, I would just change their uh, thing to agility zero rather than agility ten. Yeah. And probably that they can't do it with supporting attacks. It just has to be base to base. Yeah. I. I mean, like, if, if I'm thinking back to, like, way, way back, I, I think that's how it used to be, but I think it was yeah. something like every every mole in contact with a guy who had this rule or something yeah. like that. And then, for me, the last thing in the vermin thing, that in the vermin swarm that um, I think is too good is the catapults. They, again, they just splat elves. Yeah. And Are they, they too cheap, or, like, what's the... Yeah, they're 170 points. Oh yeah, that's not a lot. <laughs> that's that's really cheap. They're also large, so they see over everything. Yeah, which is different to all of the war machines. Normally, is... like a cannon or a bolt thrower. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I think catapults have large. Like if it, I'm not sure, but I think that for example, UD catapult also, but I'm not sure. Okay, I can check, but um, maybe it should just be tall or something. Or maybe it should just be standard size like everything else. Nah, I see what you mean. Um, I mean, because it's for, for me, it's like it's the guys on the ground that are looking. It's not the yeah, I see what you mean. They're not like climbing on top of the thing and yeah, it's very it's a very like a Games Workshop way of uh, machine line of sight. Yeah. So so yeah, for uh, me the no, yeah. So so for example, the the channel, channel catapult and UD is also large. Okay. So I, I think I think like catapults usually are large. Whereas uh, bolt force and cannons are standard type. Okay, I would prefer if these were not. So not you had to large. actually position them a little bit. Yeah, because obviously, yeah. like the vermin have lots of units, which is also maybe a reason why they're large. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the catapults are really good. The toxic hits because it's because it's not like a set strength. Like with yeah, the exactly. Other ones. Then the partial is really hard. Yeah. As well. So yeah. even if you get hit on a partial, it's still toxic hits. Yeah. And so they just ruin elves again. <laughs> So I, I hate playing against these, and they, yeah, it's like sixteen hits on yeah, your exactly. on your unit, and yeah. it's horrid. Yeah, it's okay. It's weird that it's so cheap because uh, it's similar. I feel like this unit is similar to the channel catapult, but the channel catapult is like two hundred points, but it has it has the same idea that you have this really huge uh, zone, and you don't maybe you don't have like that strong hit. Yeah. But you have a huge zone, so you're gonna kill a lot of moles. But then uh, then it just like costs quite a lot because you're able to do that. Yeah. They, they also like have bargain. the crew also have hatred and battle focus. <laughs> yeah, that's legacy. Yeah, rules, I that's think. really stupid. But yeah, um, so that's that's what I think would. Yeah, I would like to change with yeah. this one. Just 
change the toxic hit to actually reducing strength and yeah. make them so, standard size. So I mean, like it, it's uh, obviously you you have a lot of like it's kind of funny to if I think about what we've talked about. So like my complaints is stuff that relates to monsters because yeah. I like to play <laughs> monsters. Your complaints are relating to elves because yeah. you like to play elves. But I, I do think though that you don't need to change a lot in the book to make it like come into line. Yeah. They could also There's like some point, key elements. Points of bit. Yeah, exactly. There's some key elements I think. Yeah. But but if, I do think still like if we to cap it off that the, the problem with the vermin demon is not the fact that it's cheap; it's what it does. So it does things that you're always going to pay for. Yeah. Like it, even if you make it like a thousand points, you're still going to take it probably because like it's still going to fill these holes in your army that you uh, that you can't fill any other way. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, can you try and repress your huge raging UD boner now? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I'm trying. <laughs> and talk about how we we think that UD should change. Uh, yeah, I feel like it is. Uh, so I think the the issue uh, that a lot of people have uh, have come to is the fact that when you when you have the construct units, they are too good on their own. So then when you add on the magic and healing, they become really, really powerful. Mm. Whereas like, because essentially how the skeletons in both I guess, vampires and UD and like these kind of units work is the fact that they're not that good normally. So then you need that extra magic to make them work or characters to yeah. make them work. Whereas the constructs in UD have this thing now where they don't really need the magic. So then when you add on the magic, it becomes like almost too much. Yeah. In a sense that uh, like the, you can heal them back like quite quickly and and they're also quite resilient and then you get to buff them at the same time as you yeah. heal them and this is like really the issue I think. Yeah so what what things what things are actually too good right now in UD? Uh so I would say it's the uh it's uh well it's like the Shaftis, the Reapers and the uh, Cataphracts, I think are the main offenders. Okay, because for me it's the hereditary spell. Yeah, it's but, really but good. It, yeah, I know it's really good, but I think the the issue if you change the hereditary spell, if I let my boner out a little bit, is the fact that you don't make the specific list worse. You just make everything worse. And like skeletons, for example, if you make the hereditary really restrictive, nobody's ever gonna play skeletons because they really need that to work. Mm. Whereas the problem is that the constructs. I think the issue we're seeing is more like the constructs are too good, so then when you add on the hereditary onto the constructs, they become crazy. But I don't. I think we're changing the wrong thing if we're changing the hereditary, because we just see the same list, but slightly worse. If you see what I mean. But isn't, isn't that okay? I mean, I guess that's okay, but uh, to me, I think what you want to do is to uh, like uh, to make the, the best build worse, but then make other builds that are maybe more interesting and diverse also better. Because right now, the issue is that there's really one list, and that list is really good. So it's not like UD in general, all the units are amazing. It's more like there's one list that's super, super good, and everybody takes it. Like you, you don't. I I would say that though that that list is good because the hereditary spell, yeah, which heals and heals all the the constructs, yeah, is is too good. Yeah, exactly. But what I mean is that I and, would and any any combination of those yeah. units in different setups is still going to be yeah, good yeah. because the hereditary yeah, is but so, too good. So what I mean is that you should probably change the healing on the constructs, but if you change, for example, like it's a difference of saying, uh, if you say, for example, you can only cast a hereditary once per phase or something, Yeah. then that would fix the problem, but it wouldn't ch change the issue that the constructs are too good. So uh, what yeah, I would I do is, is I would, for example, right now constructs have in general two wounds per spell, uh, like Shaptis and uh, Cataphracts and Reapers and so on. Yeah. And you would, if you just change that to one, for example, it becomes a lot less good on Constructs, but it doesn't affect like uh, skeletons. skeletons yeah. Or maybe you have a cap where you like, 
you can only because right now you can only heal two wounds on a monster per phase. So maybe you say I oh, can only heal, you can only heal two wounds on constructs in general or something like that, yeah. which makes the hereditary a lot more restrictive yeah. on the units that's already really good. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that that would be a good change. So yeah, I, I think. I also one... think that they need to go up in points in general. Yeah. Because like when you take a unit of shaft, it's really like weird when you take a unit of eight shafty. It's like I think eight hundred points. And it's like one of the best units in the game. Like yeah. it's so good. Like it's uh, you just put it in front of so many things, and like no, nothing can nothing really, really goes through it. it unless you have like a super blender or... character or something. But even something like swordmasters, which yeah, which that's... can which hit them on twos and wound them on threes. Yeah, like you take off two free free shafties maybe, and then you get stomped. Yeah, exactly. And you just that's back if it. they have no magic. Yeah, and normally they do. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't. So I mean, the other main offender is the divination. Magic, <laughs> it's the divination magic. Yeah. I think that's an offender in all this, but it's also uh, it's also the fact that you have the sacred hourglass item, yeah. which is stupidly good. Way too good. Like yeah. it's just way, way, way too good. So what it allows you to do is to reroll any castings of uh, two dice. Yeah. Which is crazy because the problem. I mean, part of the problem is that all the divination spells can be cast with two dice yeah. with a reroll. Like you have like an eighty or ninety percent chance of success. Yeah. And you, so that means that the normal army usually casts like two to three spells, I think, and you dispel one to two of them depending on how lucky you are. Yeah. Whereas the UD magic casts four to five spells. Yeah. And, and you just spell two just, or three. Yeah, of them. two or three, and then suddenly you're like, oh, so every turn there's gonna be at least two spells going through. And every time you get spells, you get heals. And yeah, and it's too so much. On, so it's on. way too so, much. So that item, I I would just take it out. Yeah, right? exactly. People have been talking about making it more expensive and blah blah or restricting it somehow. Like it just. Because the thing they want to do is they want to have, like, they wanted to create the magic phase where you were able to cast a lot of small spells. The problem mm. is that there aren't really small spells right. anymore. Like, there's no, like, if you go way back into 7th edition Warm Fancy or something, or 6th edition, there was a lot of spells that were like, oh, D6, strength 4 hits or something. Yeah. That just doesn't exist anymore. Like, all the spells have a lot of impact. So you can't have an army that casts a lot of them. Unless you make like balance spells or something like the dwarves, like that makes more mm. sense. I actually really, I thought it was really cool when back in the day when you had all the balance spells. Yeah, it was. I think it was. It, it was like frustrating to play against, but yeah. it was a lot of fun to do because it was like the, what allowed you to do was what none of the spells were really powerful, but you could decide like oh, I want to do this one thing. Yeah. Like I want to move this unit, so I'm just going to put all the magic to move that unit, and you're not going to dispel all of it, so it's going to move. Yeah. But it's not, or for example, I want to do like a little bit of damage here, and I'm just going to do that, and you're going to dispel most of these, but you're going to have two or three to go through. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know how we really get that into it, this game. I don't think you do unless you construct a totally new, like, magic phase, like the dwarf one, where yeah. you have like balance spells or like a very specific mechanic. I mean, that might happen when they do the rework of, of a book if yeah. they want to, but. It, it could be quite cool to yeah. actually. I know that they, they don't want to do extra paths, but it could yeah. be cool for the UD to have like a, their own path. Yeah, but it, or, I mean, or not even a path, maybe just have it like the dwarfs kind of, like, you don't have a kind of balance spell phase mm. or something like that where. Like uh, that, like the thing that was back in the day was that you had like these random power uh, levels for your spells, yeah. And you could have something like that, which makes it different from the dwarf one, where you have like bound spells that have like you roll for the power level kind of. Yeah. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the easiest thing is just to take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That take, item, take that item else. just shouldn't be there because right. I don't think you can balance it because it's again one of those things like the demon we talked about before, where it it's also it feels like a hole in your army yeah. and it does something that nothing else allows you to do, so you're gonna take it. That's yeah. the issue. It's also a bit swingy for yourself as well because yeah. it's it's still like 
you need to get a seven on a re-roll or a six on a re-roll yeah. or whatever. So it can be really good because if you're rolling high, yeah, then it's really good. Yeah, it's way too good. Yeah, usually that's why I do. But if you're rolling low, <laughs> those shoot dice. Yeah. But if you're rolling low, then it, it doesn't help you. Yeah. So exactly. it's also quite spiky. Yeah. So it can it can be super good and it yeah. can be also super bad. So I think just to take out this element yeah. in the game and, and, I and think it will be better. Like if you if you remove that item, uh, you definitely solve a lot of the issues that are yeah. happening right now because it's you, all the combos with the yeah. as we just talked to talked about with divination magic being easy to cast and really good and the heals in combination with the divination magic yeah. also like adding adding to it yeah and also the, there's this rule they made it, so before uh, the hierophant his like bonus for being the hierophant was that he gave like his unit a little bit of uh, regeneration or yeah. fortitude but uh, they changed that, so now it's like uh, if you cast a buff spell, the hero fan can choose to put the healing on another unit, which is really like too good. Because mm. the the issue before when you were playing UD was kind of that you if you were committed to two places, uh, you need to buff one of them, but you need to heal the other. You had to kind of choose what you did, right? Because you can't heal and buff. Like mm. you had to choose where you went. But now you don't have to choose anymore, so you just put the buff where you want it and the heal where you need it. Yeah. And that is too good, especially because it allows you to like shore up these small units. For example, if you're shooting off like you know chaff or or like something like that, and then it's left on like a wound, then like the UD player can just buff a unit in combat and then like heal that other thing, so you don't actually kill it. Yeah. And you don't get points for it, and yeah. that's too good. I just you, think you that can, they you can kind of do two different places. At yeah, once. exactly. Because I think the the like the trade-off with having the healing and the magic at the same time compared to the vampires is the fact that you can't you can't choose as much where you put it if you see what i mean mm. like sometimes you just need to buff something that may, might not need to be healed yeah but this rule circumvents that like a uh, restriction so mm. it should probably just go as well yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so the other thing for me in ud is there's two more things yeah the first one is the architect yeah yeah it's that's really awesome. really yeah, fucking cheap crazy, crazy good for what it does and yeah. and, as, and as we kind of talked about like it's kind of all these things on top of each other. Yeah. So not only do you get these like really good construct units that yeah. that can heal themselves really well and have good combat buffs for e like easily yeah. get them. Yeah. You also can get regen on them. Yeah, like kind of for free. It's like yeah. a six one hundred sixty one hundred seventy points. I'm just like checking that. now. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. and and. I don't know how to fix them though, because because the so so the the issue is kind of I mean you can just make it more expensive, but then the effect is still kind of the same, in the sense that like you still he still gives this like free buff all the time to units. Yeah, I'm just trying to find how much. And then, 160 points. It's so it's so cheap. Yeah. Uh, but then the but then the like um, the other suggestion is like making his region only a six plus or something. Then and then it wouldn't be very good. Yeah, and he would never be taken. So I, I actually don't know how to balance him. I maybe he would like maybe he's more of a spellcaster or something. Like maybe you have to actually use magic dice to make it happen. Or so something. there was, I don't know if I we should talk about <laughs> it, but because um, I've I've been following the discussions internally on how to fix these things. Yeah. Um, and. In no way of what we said is anything to do with that. So no. don't no, no, don't okay. put them together and think well, yeah, what like, I, I'm, what I'm I've, definitely not following. Like what I've been saying is what's going to happen because it's it's not. But one suggestion that I really liked with this, I don't know if they're going to put no. it in there because I haven't seen exactly what they're changing. Yeah. But one really cool idea was that the two architect doesn't give regen, but it gives autonomous. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. I would love yeah. that because so, yeah. so you choose a unit within however distance 18 yeah. inches and that unit gets autonomous yeah 
that that would be really interesting because like right now the thing I don't sure if that makes the army bad, but the thing I I don't like about playing UD is the fact that you really need to cluster really hard around one place, yeah. and it's even more so than playing vampires because vampires has a few autonomous units that can just like run around a little yeah. bit and do stuff. Is Whereas it a re- a reapers are they autonomous? Uh, only in uh, in UD, that's yeah. like the the units. So yeah. I mean, that's also the reapers are part of, of that yeah. issue because you can spread out and so on. Yeah. But uh, but otherwise, like if you're taking like a if you're not taking reapers essentially, then you kind of had this like clump and it's very difficult to maneuver it and it's not a lot of fun to play it to me just because it's so centered in one place yeah. you can't like do things and it would be interesting if there was a way to like maybe separate into two clumps if you see what yeah. I mean and the other clump is based on an architect or something yeah so maybe or maybe um, maybe he could like give autonomous to things within 12 inches of yeah, him yeah so, so that would be nice so it would be like a like he kind of like the coach does something yeah, like that, right? So you can kind of like six. divide the, divide your army into two sections, yeah. and then they can both maneuver. Which so that would give really... you a bit more a bit more options, like yeah. tactically. Yeah, exactly. So that I don't know if they're going to do that, but that was like a change that was yeah. suggested at least. That would be very like. interesting. Yeah. So I think the last thing for me is the chariots. Yeah. <laughs> so the chariots have. I think the chariots have the the issue of being in court. Where yeah. like the problem, the problem, that famous is, problem of yeah. being in core. <laughs> yeah, so because core kind of in a lot of books, core is kind of shit, right? Yeah. And the, then, well, yeah. and but like I feel like how you win life age is to find a way to do something useful with your core. Yeah. So if you have like that's why chariots are so good because suddenly you can get like a really good combo block and fill your core points at the same time. Yeah. And that's yeah. the issue. You're you're one hundred percent correct, and that and that is that is kind of how to win in life age is like making the most of your core. Yeah, because otherwise it's just like dead points. Uh, and I'm I'm not advocating in any way for like core to change. I think the armies need core. Yeah. And I think you need those like less powerful units to make your army more of an army. Yes, I think. And I wouldn't want to change that. But no. I think the chariots need to change in some way to. Yeah. I I I have yeah, no I'm, idea I'm, how I'm to change. I'm not sure though because it's quite difficult to you can you can put them up and prize. Yeah. Or you can restrict them in some way and say like you can, you can you, only have units of six or yeah. you can start by like so they they've got a lot of like rules added onto them because like for example do you remember the time where we did like the uh, like the direction of the armies and they were like a strength and weaknesses yeah. and stuff and like one of the things for UD that became really weird was the fact that they shouldn't have a good like. A, in like charging potential, they should be like a grinding army. Yeah. But then chariots is like doesn't make sense anymore because yeah. chariots in our game is is like an impact unit. Yeah. And that made so they made them more grindy. So they like reduced the impact hits a little bit or the swinginess at least. And then they gave like the like uh, the guys on top like halberds and armor and this case. So they, mm. so suddenly they made the chariots into this grindy unit. And I think that's like part of the issue is the fact that it's no longer like a charging unit, it's a grinding unit. But the problem is that it's such a big footprint, so you can't really have them as a charging unit if you have like yeah. a unit of eight or something. It's just so big that it's so easy to block off that if it's terrible, if it's not charging, and it's always going to be terrible. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think maybe you just need to like move them into special and make them more elite and then have them like be in smaller units or something. Yeah, so, so that, I'm just looking at it now, and I think that's what I would do if I was going to change this unit. Yeah. I would make the Legion chariot upgrade. Yeah. It would convert them to special. Yeah. So you can have them in core, but then they're, they're only the light ones. Yeah, they're like a skir- little skirmishing yeah. shooting unit. Kind of. And then I don't know if I would make them better if I move okay. them to special. But maybe they don't need to be as expensive. 
Yeah, maybe if they're it's cheaper because it, then suddenly you need to you asking yourself, I'm going to take this unit or I'm going to take Shapti's or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And, then, and you and can, you can to, still take Charis and Core, but yeah. you just have to be have to be like the light. Yeah, exactly. Ones. I would. It would be really interesting if you could like somehow. Uh, like for example, if the light ones had like a little bit more movement, so they would be more maneuverable, and then the, you go down a movement where you get like the bit, like the heavy ones, mm, yeah, or something like the, that. Because so, they're advanced eight, March ten. So they're they're still like a. I mean, they're relatively maneuverable, but they're like they're not that maneuverable. Yeah, I think. So I'm not sure. Like way back when I I used to play two units of light chariots, like uh, in the beginning of life, uh, for my flanks, and that worked like. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I'm not sure. Problem is that they they just lose to knights. That's the issue. Anything with armor. Yeah. Uh, like is there when, any when they're AP in small one, units. Right? Yeah, exactly. When they're in small units, when they're in big units, they they're fine. But yeah. like uh, in small units, so it's I'm not I'm not sure exactly what role they would fill. But yeah, I I think I would obviously I'd change them <laughs> a little bit more as well. Like maybe yeah. not have heavy armor and halberds in core. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's part of the legion upgrade. Yeah, maybe they have like lances or something. Light armor and spear, like a light lance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some, somehow to make them like a little bit more chargey, I guess, and less yeah. grindy. Yeah, lance would be okay as well. Yeah, I well, I'm not sure, but I I, I think essentially the the issue is that they're just putting these up in price all the time. But again, they do that thing where you get a combo block from core, so you're gonna take them unless yeah. they're like super duper expensive, and then nobody's gonna take them. And I think the the challenge, as you said, with if you just keep putting the prices up. Yeah. Then people are just still gonna take them because they're in core. Yeah. And so like you need you actually you, need to change them. To yeah. The entry in some way to yeah make it different. Yeah, exactly. And they, I mean, this is the the issue where when when we're in this like a gold period right now, where we they try not to make too many rules changes yeah. in the in the books. And the problem is that sometimes I think they do warrant changes because if you when you balance stuff with price, it becomes more balanced, but it doesn't like make like the units entries diverse. Yeah. Like, you can definitely balance stuff with it just, price. It basically just means okay, I'm just gonna have one less chaff unit. Yeah, exactly. Or you're gonna be like, well, this unit is never gonna be taken, but then I just take something else instead. Like I mean, that doesn't make balance. Like if you reach that point where you no longer no longer take chariots, then nobody's ever gonna take a chariot. Yeah. Like that's it's either gonna be too good or it's not gonna be. Yeah, good like, and let, let's say you put these chariots up by 10 points per model yeah. so that if you're buying six of them that's 60 more points yeah okay maybe you're just gonna drop your command on something yeah and, exactly and yeah it's not really gonna change the way that the army yeah. is yeah it's not gonna make somebody take a skeleton unit because it doesn't do the same thing yeah. as the chariots exactly so what I, what I think is they, they need is to actually look at the rules of this unit and Think yeah. about how how it should be more yeah. balanced, rather yeah. than just changing yeah. the price. And I, feel, I think it's really, it's really interesting being like being a UD player because I I was like on the forum a lot when the army book was like try, starting to get to this point, yeah. and it kind of flew under the radar every time. And every like every patch where our book just got like a little bit better, and they like got, the chariots got like a little bit of an upgrade, and the shafties got like a little bit cheaper, and then like they gave power <laughs> to cat frights, and I was like. I wonder why they're making these things better when they're yeah. already good. And then suddenly everybody's like, oh, UD is fucking crazy OP. But I, I think it was kind of like always like snuck in a little bit. Every time they rebound something, they gave UD like a little bit yeah. of stuff. And now it's just too much.
rather fuck your mum and have to come or be fucked by your dad and he has to come? <laughs> Probably my mum. Just like, yeah, get that Oedipus <laughs> complex going, you know? That was, that was a very quick answer. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think you right away. Fuck your mum and you have to come. But would you be able to? My mum's pretty hot. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Quite by my dad, and he has to come. Yeah, okay, at least that one, that one's passive. But you'll be, what, what would you be more scarred of? That's what, that's my thinking. I think for me, is would you rather get fucked or be the one fucking? Yeah, exactly, and that means it's like an easy choice, right? Yeah. Like both, both are like quite scarring, I think. So. Yeah. But it is a three D dick. <laughs> Not a two D dick. Yeah, definitely. We're just chewing on bananas, so... Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's a bit ironic. Talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Tom, for your uh, email. It's a pleasure as always. I hope you're actually going to make it to a tournament one of these days and yeah. rather than dropping out at the last second. <laughs> I, know, I know that you get a little bit scared of uh, playing against the big boys, but um, it would be good to see you at, at NerdCon if yeah. you can make it. Definitely. Um, another, or otherwise, there's another one. There's a few more tournaments coming up in Denmark. Maybe we should mention. Okay. Um, Casimir and I we've booked into the Battle of Copenhagen. Yeah. Which is in February next year. Yeah. So that that one's really interesting, actually. So they always try to do something different for Battle of Copenhagen mm. every year, and this year it's like a two team, like a team tournament with two people on each team, and you have armies the size of seven thousand five hundred points. Yeah, that's insane. Have you done any lists for this? Yeah, like a written one list, which was essentially like, okay, how can I get a seven thousand five hundred point list without like painting too much, like with the stuff I have, essentially. Yeah. And like, you get everything into the list. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm a little bit scared of what I will face because yeah, if somebody like... like really dedicates to make a really good list instead of just taking everything they have. Yeah. It's going to be like quite scary. How many sword masters can I fit into yeah, 7,500 exactly. points? So like for me, essentially, my list, I was like, okay, I'm going to max out the monsters. That's uh, five monsters or six monsters, I think. Mm. And uh, that's, that's five sphinxes. Well, I think everyone's going to be doing that. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that's, that's yeah. the most I have. That's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah. And then you, but then you still, get, like still get two catapults, and you still get all the magic, and you get like three combo blocks behind all the monsters and you get chaff. You do is gonna be fucking bullshit. Yeah, like if, if somebody if somebody decides to like fill the entire board with construct units, that's just gonna be crazy. Like well, I, I'm not gonna how, how can you fight that? Yeah, you you just don't. Like I, I don't have those malls, like and I I don't think I'm gonna paint that. Like I'm I'm gonna take a list with uh with what I wanna play instead of what's yeah. like the best. I think I think the the balancing 7, factor points. I think the balancing factor of this army or this um uh, this tournament is the fact that people don't have that much stuff usually yeah. for an army. So there's going to yeah, be one I'm or two thinking people. Like, I'm thinking like, okay, if I could, I could bring like five times thirty swordmasters. Yeah. I'm like, I do not have five times. Yeah, 30 do you want to spend money on that? No, probably not. No, <laughs> not for one tournament. Yeah, but that's the thing, and there's probably going to be somebody who does. Yeah, probably. And they're going to win, but I mean. <laughs> the, I the, biggest, most, the biggest nerd wins. Yeah, exactly. The one with the biggest wallet to just like. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I think most people are just gonna turn up with because it's it's very much like you if you just take your phone and start putting your entire collection of one army into lists. I mean that's essentially seven thousand five hundred for me at least. Like yeah. that, that's how I reach seven thousand five hundred. Yeah, probably. I kind of figured out that I have to paint like uh, maybe 
an extra monster and a unit like a big block of skeletons. That's kind of what I did to do. You, you actually have to paint skeletons I think, to I think make I, core. I, well, I think <laughs> I could. I could probably make core without it, but I, then my core is at least like a big unit of chariots, a big unit Your of skeletons. skeletons take so long to paint. <laughs> The skeletons go faster, though. Okay. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I am going to make them faster. But the problem is that it takes so much time to assemble because I have the wanky old GW skeletons yeah. and the mold lines go, like, over the ribs. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Or you just do like me and just don't care. Yeah, exactly. You might do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we've got this tournament in February and we have ArisCon in November. I think you can still get tickets to ArisCon. Yeah. The 23rd and 24th of November. Yeah, that's always a really good one. Yeah, always a good tournament. Yeah, good night out as well. Yeah, <laughs> we got so shit drunk last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to Limerick in the end of October to oh, see cool. the Irish guys and yeah. have a good tournament there. Don't know if you're available. No, I, I that was uh, like you let me know right after I booked up. The place, <laughs> so I was Damn it. <laughs> but Yeah, so that's what we got coming up. Um, I think now we should start talking about. Cultists. Yeah. So this was the the latest supplement uh, list, and it's still kind of in beta. So, so do you, do you know anything of this process? They put this out like earlier than the other things, or or not? Because they said something about that this is like the beta version of this book. Because mm. I think they when they put out the Osplanders or something, they said it was like they they advertised it as being more complete than this time. But it seems very like like already done when you look at it it's not like there's no like gaping holes I, I think um, I think it's beta in that it could change okay in the same way as like the Osklanders and the marker yeah uh, like, change a few a little yeah, bit yeah changed a little bit yeah so I, I think I think that I think that's just kind of like a, a way of like protecting themselves if they, if they <laughs> yeah, want to change it yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's just a, I, I love the theme because this is something that came back all the time in the Demon Legion book was the these cultists and how they interact with the demons and society and yeah. so on and it's it's quite interesting to be able to like put that on the table I think. Mm. Uh, so so the fir- the first thing that struck me when I read the book, which is kind of funny, is the fact that they have a, a rule called Enemy Within. Which gives them plus six for deciding who chooses deployment zone yeah. because they're you know like they're infiltrating your society so you don't like they get to choose they the get ground. to choose where where you yeah. fight yeah that's and quite it's, cool it's right? actually interesting because you can definitely make your list around that uh, in a way like oh, because you're always going to go second most of the time unless somebody else wants to go uh, second because you get to choose the uh, the thing but do, do you think that's uh, that's better. Uh, I don't. I, I. I'm not sure if this is a good thing. Depends on how you make a list. But, <laughs> yeah. but the thing is that so a big mechanic in this book is that you can take uh, demon legion units, but then you have to summon them onto the battlefield. You can only do that at the start of turn two, and it kind of costs you veil tokens to put them on. Uh, so, but that probably means that you need time to put your like to get your army out. But it also means that you can put these units in like positions that you wouldn't have been able to during deployment. Like, you can probably, like, summon in a combat block in somebody's bank or something like this, yeah. right? Yeah, because that, that's kind of the the thing for me, is that you you, you know where you're going to be fighting, Yeah. and and you also have that tactical advantage of summoning a unit. Yeah. 
and that's like an extra tool. Yeah. So you, you can you can like you can in advance of the game, you can say okay, I want I'm going to deploy here, and my unit is going to can come up here. Yeah. So you have like a big kind of battlefield advantage over your opponent. Yeah. Like in the terrain and in knowing like kind of how the game is going to be played out. Yeah. Like you you can dictate it even in, in deployment, which is quite nice. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, then the like the they have like a nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition rule. <laughs> which is, uh, uh, which I, I like. I'm not sure if this is like good. first when I started reading it, I thought it was like, oh, your opponent gets to get gain a buff. But essentially, it's more like so your opponent, if you're playing cultists, your opponent gets to choose like a character or a champion. It's not the the, uh, the inquisitor. Yeah, he was, he, he was an inquisitor looking for these cultists. Yeah, and that guy uh, he gains um, he gains divine attacks, and his unit gains vanguard. Yeah, six, six inches. inches. Yeah. So and you're like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. But then you're like, everybody with Pledge to Darkness, so that's probably most all of the, the um, all like, the cult- all the cultists, cultists, but not the demons. Not demons, yeah. Uh, they gain hatred against this unit and uh, like against the Inquisitor and the unit is in. Yeah. So essentially, your opponent gets to choose a unit which you're gonna smoke. Kind yeah. Of? Like that's a, it's a bit like okay. Yeah, it's quite it's quite cool. But it's it, interesting. It's also if it's like a dragon, then dragon with divine attacks is yeah. quite nice or. That's pretty cool. Do you, like does that. the let's see, does the actual uh, dragon gain it or not? Mm. It, or is it just a guy on top? It's the character, so yeah, so it's just a guy on top. But that means that yeah, but that means that if you have a combat character, then you yeah. can pick some. That and he, maybe he doesn't have divine attacks, but he has like a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Then he gains that as well. So it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, then then essentially, so something I realized when I read this now, so. All the cultists essentially have an uh, can choose like an upgrade to become slightly different. Yes. But it turns out that you can only pick one, so you kind of kind of pick the theme for your army, and yeah. then all the units that are kind of cultists they follow that theme. So there's four different themes, and one is uh, so the first one is wayward children, and that essentially is that your unit becomes faster, so it moves a little bit more, like two two march, one advance, and uh, makes a guilty. Yeah. They have fallen heroes, so that's kind of barbarians, I think. So you gain bigger base sizes, you get high resilience. Mm-hmm. Then you have the dishonored, which is kind of dwarfs because they get the like the march rules of uh, of dwarfs. So they they go down to march nine and minus one advance and so on. Uh, and uh, then you have kin slayers, which I'm not sure what the that's also kind of barbarian. You have bigger bases. And yeah, you, you you almost you almost got it right. Okay. So um yeah, this is this is a way of. Basically, like theming your cultists. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, it's really nice because then you can, if you have an army already, and you will want to be like this, this is like my, my, they're going to be cultists now. Then you can yeah. use those models that you already have on different base sizes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So the way with children, that's like el- elves or ah, okay. or vermin. I was actually thinking that maybe they were children, and it's okay. like little children, something <laughs> like even like in Game of Thrones, like the, yeah, cho- the that children. Be, that would be awesome. Yeah, so the way with children, that's that's kind of supposed to be elves, so yeah. you're a bit faster. The fallen heroes, that's actually orcs. Ah, okay. So um, bigger base size. Oh yeah, and high resilience, lower agility. Yeah. The dishonored, you got that one. That's yeah. that's like the, the dwarves. Yeah. And then the kinslayers is the barbarians. Yeah. So yeah. It's basically a way of like having. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice because yeah. you can have like a. I mean, in this uh, setting, everybody can fall to the. Dark, yeah, to exactly. Dark so, so it's like a way of kind of showing that and yeah. showing like you like the elves is like a cultist of elves yeah. in, this, in its town who have like. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's that's really nice actually. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like 
moles out there for elf, like uh, elves that look and, like a little bit debauched. And it's, it's also cool. Um, you used to have the old elf army, which was like the Slanish army. Yeah, exactly, Cult of Slanish. Yeah, so you could also do that, oh, like, an army I, like that. That was like one of those that you, I always You were considering loved. doing Dark Elves, right? Yeah, exactly. That was the, the army that I always loved loved when I was a kid, but I never did. I was like, this is the coolest shit that I had, like some Dark Elves, but you know, like, I never really yeah. got around to it. You know? maybe, maybe that's, the, that's yeah. the next army, the, cult, the cultist Dark Elves. Yeah, that would be really cool. I'm waiting to see, I, I want to wait and see the... So there was this Kickstarter for like UD and uh, and the, so they made they released like they're uh, doing like a UD army as well as a Egyptian themed dark elf or dark uh, dread elf army. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of waiting to see if the dread elves are nice because I didn't want to invest like a lot of money and then it turns out that the sculpts are not as good as I hoped they were. Yeah. So I'm just gonna like I'm gonna see what they are when they're released and then maybe maybe we'll see. Yeah. We'll see and the, the new the new dread elf book is coming soon. Yeah, well. exactly. So uh, that that could be. Uh... Good, uh, good timing. Time. Yeah, definitely. So the next uh, next rule? It says sacrificial offerings. So this essentially is that your wizard can stab a guy in a unit and gain plus one to cast. Really cool. But uh, once a turn uh, for each unit that yeah. has this. But that's that's really nice and it's very thematic as well. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like... Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it only... Uh, yeah, no saves of any kind and... Yeah, you, you take a hit and if, you, if a wound was cast then you get plus one to cast. Yeah. And you can only do it once, uh, once per phase per unit. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah, uh, and it also I like obviously they they have the is it the same hereditary spell as the demons? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So so it's quite it can work really well. Yeah, exactly. Combo, when you start casting it, and yeah, it gets low going. low casting value and yeah. and you get plus two to cast. Yeah. So uh, so then the summoning, and I guess we can just go through how it works. Yeah. So essentially. You have to you in in the cultist book. You get to save up to six uh, veil tokens instead of three, and when you summon a demon unit, you have to uh, take a number of veil tokens for your pool uh, equal to their points cost divided by two hundred, uh, and that's how much how much it costs to set it up. And you set it up within twelve inches, like wholly within twelve inches of the thing that's summoning uh, during at the end of a movement phase. So, so how, many, how many? I'm just trying to work out how many points. So if you works out, so, so if you have six if you have six veil tokens and you're gonna summon one big ass unit that's one thousand two hundred points. Whoa. But that but so but then you that's the only thing you're gonna summon that that turn. Yeah. But but definitely I mean but you, you do can you, do you have it on your list and you have it off the table? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to pay for it. Okay. Points. But otherwise it would be fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am just gonna have an extra thousand points. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Every magic phase. Yeah. <laughs> But, but so it's, it's it's basically like an ambush. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like an ambush where for you can costing veil tokens. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, depending on what unit you get with this like summoning rule, then you you can probably move these into very advantageous positions. Yes. Like if you get something fast, then you can get around a flank, and then you can just like plop down a big unit of uh, of what what are called the uh, the fighting core ones, for example, the myrmidons. Yeah. Uh, for example. Yeah, because they're, they're quite tasty when they charge, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you're putting putting those like in the on the flank or something, and then they can charge in the next turn, or, or I, I was more thinking like getting like a unit of sirens or something in the backfield. Yeah, as well. Like the fast ones. Yeah. Or maybe you can even do like a great demon. Yeah, I mean you can also. No, well, no, I don't feel. Let's see. I'm not unsure if you can do that. Okay, like because I know you can take uh, demons in core and demons in special. But I'm not sure if you can actually take like uh, the great demons or something. Summon demons army category. 
you can take Alvis, but I don't think you can take character demons. Hmm. It says uh, that you may use uh, all non-gigantic unit entries uh, on special and Alvis. Yeah. But you... So only special. You, uh, yeah, units from the character's army category cannot be taken, even if they also count to others. Okay. So no, no greater demons and stuff. So I, I think the things you would take are like the blocks, like you would take a block of demons or yeah. like a chap unit or something. And just put them in the backfield. Yeah. Or I would say, like, I would probably pay the points to have, like, so one one or two chap units, like, a, you know, gremlins or whatever it is, right? So something like that. And then uh, well, I would the also... The gremlins ambush anyway. Yeah, but they, I mean, they in this in this army, I think they always have to ambush through this. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so you can, but something like that where you can, you know, in a sticky situation, you have shaft that just appears in front of stuff. And can you put them anywhere? Uh, well, oh, anywhere within, within twelve, 12 inches. Okay, so, so it's not. It's not anywhere, but I mean, if you, for example, if you find that important combat and then you summon that one shaft unit, you really need to avoid getting that unit. Then, like, that's really powerful. And then one, like maybe one or two really big units, yeah. or powerful units. For me, I, I don't think the range is, is high enough to to do the chaff, You mean, or yeah, it has to be fully within twelve inches of the yeah. model that performs the summon. Yeah. So you're you're kind of you're going out a bit there. I think it would be better if it was a bit further, like twenty-four. Yeah, sure, but, but that would be too good. Especially, I mean, I think it would be too good at 24 for big units. That's the thing. Because yeah. if you're able to 24 <laughs> inches, just like put down a unit somewhere, you're like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, it's, it's still quite fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Counters is having moved. Yeah, and, it's because it's the end of the movement phase. And it's not scoring if it's after game turn four. Yeah. So how, actually, how many units do you, do you actually want in this? Because 45% of your army can be demons. Yeah. But I think I would say one or two. Yeah. Like, cause, cause the problem is that you still cost you magic to put these units down. So you don't want to have your whole army being demons because then you're gonna like. Yeah. It's gonna be really difficult to uh, like to not get overrun and also to do enough magic in the other turns. Mm. So what what did you think about the magic items? So one of them is uh, is the brazier, brimstone brazier, which essentially allows you to become a demonic summoner for one turn. Mm. And that's that's really nice if you can make like a fast character or something. I, I think you need this though, yeah. because if if you have a lot of demons, then there's probably going to be some times where you're obviously going to save your bell tokens, yeah, so that you can summon your yeah. in the magic phase. Um, but if you have lots of units, yeah, then you, you only have six turns and you can only summon one per turn. Yeah, but per demonic summoner. Yeah, per summoner. Yeah. So. So maybe this is actually allowing you to summon two, multiple one. units. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it depends how much do you take. And the other, the other one is like a, a miscast uh, modifier one. So you can like inflict some. Uh, you can kill some dudes in your unit again, and then you can make your miscast different by one or two, or one up or one down. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd take it. But. I mean, it's thirty-five points. It depends. I'm unsure if I would take it either. I don't think miscast is such a big issue. No. But maybe if you're taking Thaumaturgy or something, it's nice to have. Yeah, <laughs> if you're taking Thaumaturgy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those big ones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now we're into the actual uh, army itself. Yeah. So... Uh, so so it kind of starts out with... like I think it's a little bit difficult to get a good grasp of uh, all the things here because it, it is like demons where you have a lot of options. Yeah. So for example, the cult leader who's like the first uh, ent entry is like a wizard and he also has this thing where the general can be a master of ritual, which I guess you always do. Get a little bit more discipline and he can summon and so on and he gets yeah. more commanding presence. But then he can dedicate his... Uh, 
himself to uh, uh, to one of the the gods and Father Chaos. Yeah, Veil Walker. Yes, please. And then you, essentially you have to you still have to pay for these things, but you can you gain you can be able to pay for an option that's in another book. So yeah. for example, if you dedicate yourself to Father Chaos, you can pay for Veil Walker, which is really powerful. Yeah, especially with the demons. Yeah. Also, if you yeah if you have Farm Eternity or something, yeah. it's really good. And then, but and then, like, there's lots of different ones. Tablet of Ashrock is also really good because yeah, that gives you extra. This, is, this is my issue from reading this: is the fact that I don't know all the stuff in the other books. So then oh, you're like, oh, try and help. Ledger of Souls as well. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the one where you. Uh, oh, that's really good actually. When you get veil tokens, veil tokens right? That's, yeah. And that's what you need. Yeah. So you gain veil tokens when you kill people, yeah. or other people kill your units. Um, I don't know what Amulet of Spite does. Uh, neither. Uh, Ancient Plaque, I think that gives you, uh, you can choose from all the spells. Oh the yeah, even if you're just uh, an adept. Yeah, but I think, yeah, you don't really need that. No. Because you're going to be a wizard master anyway. Second Awakening that is... allows you to re-roll the hits. Yeah, that's really good as well. That's quite you, good. Especially if you uh, go Formaturgy again. Yeah. I mean, you have that and you can like re-roll stuff. School fetish is fucking broken item that, um, that you get you every when you channel you get a number of veil tokens equal to the units that are in combat. Uh yeah yeah let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like saying this you'll only be able to take one of these because this is only the general can do this yeah. so you you'll have to choose but like. As we when we're going through these, all of these seem, or not all of them, but a lot of them seem to be really good. Yeah, I think unholy tome is that's a lust for vampires. I think that's the um, you can do dance macabre. Oh, yeah, bounce, bounce spell. Yeah, I I I don't I'm unsure if you need that, but no. I mean I guess we'll see. I would take ledger of souls. Uh yeah, I I would take that or like depending on you build the rest of your list, I'll either that or something like the skull fetish if you have a lot of common units. Yeah, skull fetish is also really nice with yeah. to get the veil tokens. Yeah, and the, and then of course here you can like uh, uh you can uh, like take a, an option where one of the, he becomes like an elf or yeah, a, well, he he can be one of the four yeah uh, exactly types, types. And then, but everybody has to be from the same type in the, the in the army yeah okay. Uh, then we have some uh, a demon symbiote, which is uh, like kind of a your fighting character, right? Who is also a wizard, but uh, or can be a wizard rather. No, he is a wizard apprentice, but he can only be an adept. Yeah, but he's he's a bit more of a combat character. Yeah, but the I think they're quite cheap for what they do. Yeah, it's two hundred fifteen points, and it's like a, a probably going to make it fun. an adept. Just because yeah, because want, an apprentice is usually not great. So it, like two hundred. Yeah. Also, 80 points. This is actually really good. Points. So, <laughs> what I'm seeing is that you take Formaturgy on your big guy, big wizard guy, and then you take one of these, and obviously you take Witchcraft. Mm. Then you get fucking Raven's Wing, which is like one of the best spells in the game. And yeah. You don't even have to, that's the first spell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to go cheap, yeah. that's you a could, really yeah, good you could spell also on say your that. character. Evocation is also nice with rerolls. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly, for buffing. Uh, so, I, I don't know. These are your two only two characters you can take. Yeah. So I don't know how you would. Maybe you're just gonna have lots of lots and lots of these symbiotes. Yeah, I would. I would imagine that you would take one big wizard on a, on the path you like most, yeah. and then you would take maybe two or three symbiotes depending on points. Two, yeah. I think two would be really good, and then you have like one on evocation with the buffs, and then Raven's Wing on the other one. Yeah, you probably take one of each. Yeah. And then you have loads of spells and. Lots of options, and they can also they can also take manifestations from Demon's book. 
Yeah, and, and, and yeah, special but, items. Wait, and these don't interfere with each other? No. Oh, wow. Okay, that's really good. So you can take 200 points of items, but they have to be separated. Well, you, like yeah, you can, you can take only one. Uh, oh, only man, one. One man's oh, station. Okay, one man's station. I, I don't know those. Good. I, 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 haven't, I don't know either, but yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some nice combos. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this this kind of guy has like quite a nice basic stat line. Yeah. Like a, a resilience 4 and a strength 5 base, and then a agility 6 and offensive 5. Yeah, and you can also have heavy armor shield. Yeah. So, good defense, good yeah, so uh, good offense. You can't take any mount though, so he's always going to be on foot. Yeah, but there's none of the units of cavalry yeah, apart okay. from the actual demons. Okay. Uh, then in core, you have your your basic cultists filling out uh, the thing. Okay, so one interesting thing here actually is that demonic summon you gain that you can have you gain that on your general. Yeah. But then do you have it on something else? You don't have it on the other character. No. So yeah, you start. I starting to see what you mean, where you need to take that other item yeah. to get another. Maybe it's one, it's one use only, but still. Yeah. And be as you see, as you see here on the cultists, um, they can also gain demonic summon. Yeah, by having like they can take, uh, they can take like a, a they have a ch choice of three different like beams, so they can be uh, like kind of a wizard conclave that shoots the hereditary spell from demons, yeah. or they can be a, nice. a summoning unit which also has shao, which is really nice. Yeah. And then they can be like infiltrators, so they have uh, scouts, yeah. but uh, scoring. Which is also quite nice. I think yeah. you're probably going to take one of each. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I, like getting channel in core, is, that's is so good. And just the fact that there's summoner, summoners as well. Yeah. Also, like if you can spread out your summoning options across the board, then mm. I think you that would be really good. Yeah, and uh, they, can, uh, they can also be the different um, types as well. Different, the, th the four different... Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. But they don't. They can actually not. They don't take command though. They can only take a position. Mm, yeah, but you can get an. You can get a standard bearer oh, with, yeah, uh, with a holy conduit, and yeah, you can get a the champion, champion with the yeah. wizard conclave. Yeah. Do you, Do you think you will need to take the wizard conclave with the uh, the spear of infinity? Mm, well, it's because you you're already going to have one hundred and eighty five points uh, for a bunker. Oh for yeah. Your wizard. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. And yeah, and there's 15 moles. That's yeah. quite a decent bunker. And having a wizard conclave, I think that gives you another channel yeah. as well. Yeah, you definitely need to have one of these because they have sacrificial offerings, which means that these are the guys you're gonna stab. Yeah. So you need to have a, bun a bunker so, for your wizard. So to that's stab probably them. gonna be a bunker. Yeah. And the, then the set line is pretty shit. <laughs> They're like <laughs> defense and offensive two. Yeah. Resistance and, and resilience and strength three. And discipline six. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm actually unsure if you want to take the infiltrators because they're gonna be. But you can also take like, like let's say like, the orc version and make them res four. Yeah, or sure. Like that. So. But they they lose scoring as well. I, I'm just unsure what you what that unit's gonna do. I mean, maybe annoying just, in the way. Yeah, like maybe just a unit to change somebody's deployment. And it's it's gonna 115 be, points. Yeah, exactly. For 15 wounds, it's okay. Yeah, maybe that's that's just what you want. You just have it to like fuck with people yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's have three of them, just be annoying. <laughs> yeah, just not gonna see like much. The same same process also, as it's eagle. In, it's in core. <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly. And the frenzy and fearless and yeah, unstable so and so devastating like a, charge battle focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, <"Aah!" laughs> yeah, they're just like flopping at the yeah. mouth. That's right. It's, it's really quite cool. cool right? Yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, yeah, so that kind of counteracts their. Uh, uh, they're discipline, right? Because they're not taking panic tests and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're also yeah. unstable. 
Okay, yeah, so everything's uh, kind of uns- like unstable as as it should be. Yeah. Because, like you don't need to mix the different uh, discipline types with your demons yeah. and so on. Uh, but yeah, I mean that okay, that actually makes the scouts a lot better because then you like you know that unit's not gonna flee unless somebody commits to killing it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, and then, then you you can, d- you can take demon legion units from core. Yeah, but these are the only like you can either you can either take demons from core or you take cultists. So I think this is like you're definitely gonna want to take a combo block from the demon legion core yeah. because the cultists like filling up all the core point from cultists is gonna be a lot of like pretty shitty holes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you definitely. I think that's like uh, that's the first unit you you're gonna take like a, at least a big unit of three, something. Three points per model <laughs> is like the extra unit. Yeah. So, so I mean, like it's just gonna be too much models probably if you yeah. just take cultists. I think, I think you're gonna probably take like two couple of blocks from the demons core. Yeah, because they could get like of, pretty decent. Yeah, things a couple like. of cultist units just yeah. to like a uh, bunker. So and then like maybe some to fuck around with, like an extra unit to summon somewhere yeah. or a scouts to just like be in the way. But I think the power of this, like the combat potential of this, is coming from the demons, yeah. but not from from the cultists themselves. Yeah, there's there's a, a like a monster later on that we we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, then so we have special? the possessed. The possessed is like another infantry unit uh, that's like a little bit more fighty uh, version of cultists. They can take like some weapon options, like spears, great weapons, this kind of stuff. Yeah. They also get to, to take a few of the um, whatever called uh, manifestations yeah, from the demon book. Yeah, I don't know what they do. <laughs> so I think shit in the scale is probably uh, extra armor, red yeah. haze. I'm not sure. For like hatred or something. Yeah, and then uh, centipede legs is a moment buff, I think. Yeah. So these, uh, I mean, I don't know if <laughs> like how good this unit will be, but uh, I think this is a trap unit. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're that good. No, they have ages and light armor. I mean, like they, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe with great weapons, they'll be okay. We also remember that they can get the um, the four the four different options. Yeah. So they can be res four, or they can be like advanced six, or. Oh they... yeah, these actually go up to six and eleven. Six or six twelve, 12 rather, yeah. uh, for uh, uh, if you take the wayward children. Well, they can they can also be weapon school free. <laughs> but but that, like it, okay, yeah, it does make sense. Okay. Yeah. It does make a difference. It's just like I think okay. The, I think the dwarf one is probably the best one. Yeah, three yeah, points You can get like a you can get a, a dwarf unit with spears here, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, pretty decent, and they, I mean they still they also have ages five plus. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is kind of like a, a shit demon unit that starts on the board. But it's quite cheap. Like you get ten moles for 120 points, and then 13 for every extra yeah. one. Sure, I'm just going to do a quick calculation and see uh, how many, um, how much this unit is costing. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's what it's going to like. If you when you add on uh, the one of the uh, choices for wh- what your army theme is, then you add on a weapon, and then you add one of the manifestations. Yeah. And you like make them a decent size. Like how much are you actually let's, paying? Let's say they take chitinous scales and. Great weapons. So okay. I think that's the most expensive. That's the most expensive one, yeah. So that's basically nine points extra per model. So nine times twenty-five plus one and five, which was the base cost, four hundred and twenty points plus your champion musician. So four four sixty. Yeah. For twenty-five models, pretty good. Yeah, that's actually not that expensive. And you're getting you're getting a great weapon. You're getting res four. Yeah, you're getting res four great weapon with like a. I guess this is gonna, it's gonna turn out to five 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 plus five plus yeah, eight or something, something like that. Like that yeah. 
Maybe from five to four bucks. So I think I think like it, this is a cheap combat unit. So yeah. it might it might it might be something you put your symbiotes in. Yeah, with com- with uh, some magic and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And you need you probably need one of some of these units to put your carry like the the fighty versions, the symbiote yeah, characters. Symbiote. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of what they are because you aren't going to be able to put them into demon units until you summon those. Yeah, and you also need somewhere to put your ritual altar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get one of this in um, I don't know if you yeah, are actually 100 by 100 yeah it's like a fucking huge ass base okay, so you're probably not going to put this in the unit is it is it yeah it's a world or or no no uh, this is just standing somewhere I think yeah yeah, it can't move yeah oh it can't move uh, it can move 4 inches yeah so that's demonic summon sacrificial offerings which is a bit weird because maybe it can stab itself mm. actually yeah I think it can it can stab itself it has 7 HP, so if you want to cast yeah. extra spells. Uh, so the end is nigh. Uh, the the mob must uh, select Wrath of God and Pentagram of Pain during spell selection. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and if it moves, it cannot uh, cast spells. So essentially, <laughs> uh, the range for spells cast by this mob are doubled. So what I really like about this is that maybe you can you can take this mob, you put it down, and then you can cast Pentagram of Pain like as an hour spell over the whole like <laughs> field. It's like... <laughs> And just like hit all your own units like ah oh, no <laughs> all these shitty courses yeah <laughs> it's quite cool like doing the pentagram of pain yeah. like sacrificing everyone yeah and exactly. taking all the power is really cool yeah because I mean how, how big is the aura of pentagram of pain normally uh, 12 so, 12. 24. so 24 inches it's like 48 yeah so like just go crazy that's, that's really crazy it's like when I forgot that I had extra range on my on my dragon when I cast yeah. Pentagram of Pain and then hit everything hit everything and killed everything on my <laughs> side <laughs> yeah but I mean I guess you're taking this to it's a 210 points I don't know if you do you need this pretty cheap yeah I guess well just to get Wrath of God yeah Wrath of God and then you do actually yeah especially if you're not taking also, Ponter also Wizard Adept so, so you maybe, get another channel yeah exactly if you're another channel you're gonna you can summon from this if you need to but I, I guess it's like if you're going to take uh, something else than Formaturgy on your big wizard, then you definitely want this because you want yeah. to have a Yeah, exactly. And then the last one is the... Yeah, so this is where I think you can get some common power from Idol. So it's basically like a giant size Yeah. on a giant size base. Oh, yeah, perfect So base. 50 by 75. Yeah, so it is like 7, 14 in movement, there's 7 HP, 5 attacks, resilience and strength 5, uh, AP 2... Five plus ages. Yeah, it's uh, so it's like a decent monster. It's a standard giant stat line. Yeah, with five plus ages. Yeah, exactly. And then it can uh, choose some uh, some different upgrades. It must have one of the the three different themes, and it can also become a doomsday colossus. And doomsday colossus is like the big brother, big brother, yeah, bigger base, higher amount of wounds and stuff. So what's the three different? So it's a, so the first one is the apostate apostate automaton. So you get uh, more armor and one more resilience as Just well as crush attack. Basically a Dalek yeah. or a robot. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's pretty good as well because crush attack is, is quite useful as yeah. well on a monster. Uh, then the Wicker Man, which I really like this one because it's like it's when you like, yeah, yeah it's actually the like in the oldest movies right when you yeah. light this big thing on fire and it's just walking around in, on fire. Yeah. You know? So it, essentially, it becomes uh, it's really interesting because it gains flaming attacks and flammable because yeah. it's made of wicker and you could just light it even more on fire. <laughs> and then it, it does like strength four hits to everybody in base contact. Yeah, it's like the the Kadim rule. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's really cool. I, I don't know how good it is, but it's really good. We're cool, right? It's quite and, cheap, 35 points. Yeah, and then there's the Heretic Golem, which is just uh, plus one strength and non piercing. Yeah. The boring one. Yeah. But, but so. I, I do think that when I looked at this list, like you, you definitely take two of these, is, is what I think. Yeah, because they're, I mean, they're really I'm taking cheap. The, the Dalek every time. <laughs> okay. Because it's. Yeah, resilience six is actually really good. Yeah, and then it four plus save and four five plus, plus ages. Yeah, exactly. That's actually really good. Yeah, that's also why it uh, costs ninety points and yeah. the other one costs like thirty five. <laughs> I, I I think if I was going down this route, I'm probably just going to take the doomsday colossus as well. Okay, so let's see. But then then we're then there are four hundred and fifty five points. It's a little take. bit of a shame that it doesn't have um, where the rage thing where it gets extra yeah. attacks when it gets wounds. Yeah. But but I mean that's I mean that's probably why. Because you can get it has all these saves and yeah. stuff. It's probably why it doesn't have that. And then uh, the last thing in the army that you can take is the demons in the special and ave as categories. Yeah. So there, I mean, there you're gonna get like your combat units from there. Yeah. But so I do think that when I'm looking at this, uh, if I were to make a list, I would probably like fill up on like the options that are. The cultist options first, and then see what can I get. Like, yeah. uh, what, what cultist stuff do you want, and then yeah. then fill because that's gonna that's gonna start on the board, and you yeah. definitely need to have an army there on the board. So you're yeah, gonna ev everything is summoned actually. Yeah, all the demon all units the have to be summoned. Yeah, they can't be deployed. So there is actually quite a lot of stuff that you can get that does the summon. Yeah. So you can get like multiple units coming on the board at once. Yeah. So you have like the altar, you have the general, you can get cultist units with summoning. And you have the item. Yeah, the as item well. as well to put on a symbiote, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I feel if I'm making a list, I think I'm taking two uh, profane idols. I'm not sure if I'm taking the altar. It depends on the the wizard I'm taking, the magic setup. Yeah. But I'm definitely taking maybe like at least one unit of possessed to just have a symbiote in, and then like uh, two or three units of cultists, and then after that to go to the demon book yeah. to see what's uh, you know like uh, what kind of fighting units do I actually want as well. Yeah. What did uh, what did you think about like the fluff and the and the overall yeah, char I, character of the cultists? I really like it because I I think that this is something that fits very. I always thought it was weird the demon legions as a concept because it's a whole army of demons just like randomly ambling about. Yeah, and that to me seems a little bit strange. Whereas this like puts it in a, a much better context. Yeah, you can you can kind of understand how the demons can get. Yeah, to, exactly. I think for me it's like we we obviously did the the whole demon book, and we learned how they they arrived and stuff. Yeah. So for me it's kind of an in between between the like once the the cultists start like worshiping or whatever. Yeah. And then they bring a few demons, and then when when they get momentum, like more demons come. Yeah. And then you get like an actual demon army. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is kind like of like right in, at the beginning, like the in between. Yeah. Like so, when the, yeah, when the cool. like uprising starts, kind of. Yeah. And uh, do you think it feels like um, a cult, like a hidden cult? Like there's, I think there's lots of options, like the infiltrators options, yeah. and and as we said, they can be four different races or four different factions. Yeah, I I, I really like that, but uh, I think I think it would be uh, it would be also interesting, if, like maybe if you can mix them, for example, stuff like this, because right now you have to have one type. Yeah throughout your army and that that's like uh, I mean it makes sense in a way and it also makes it a little bit simpler but it would be quite interesting if you could have like different types of units and so on like uh, a unit of orcs and unit of yeah exactly 
Yeah, but I, kind of, I think it's more like the, it's because because they kind of infiltrate a society, right? Yeah, sure, sure. But so it, but it was, if it's it an elf town a, or a human town. There was in the book though, in the uh, Fluff Redeem Legions, this this place where they went to <clears throat> worship lust, I guess, where they had like lots of different people from different places coming yeah. to this one one place to worship together, which was uh, was interesting. But you could, you don't also, you don't have to take. One yeah, so I guess you could have like you could always have kind of normal human like moles yeah. and then have like dwarves or something as well. Yeah. yeah. So that would be pretty cool, for example. Yeah, I would, I would actually really like to see like someone doing like a proper cultist army when they're doing all the conversions yeah. and things. Yeah, there's so much potential here yeah. uh, to do. And there's, there is, like, you can use so much different things. I think, I think Shield Wolf have something, have like a unit of cultists if you want to have like something just pre-packaged. Or at least they did before, they might have, because uh, I know they're redoing some of their sculpts or molds and so on. Well, it's like these guys from Sives and stuff, I think. Yeah, these, these, these units. Oh, yeah. They're, they're quite cool. They look like uh, kind of desert uh, cultists or something. Yeah. They have like robes and Sives and uh, like face masks and stuff. They're, they're really nice. Yeah, they're quite cool. Like, I think this is a... I would like you use this unit if you're taking like a human type thing for your... Um, your theme. Uh, yeah, but also the unit in special, whatever its name was. Uh, what are they called? The possessed. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So there, there are there are models out there for this yeah. army as well. Um, is there anything that you feel they missed? Mm, I don't think so. I think okay. Well, I do think that it would be really cool if you somehow were able to get a greater demon. Like for example, if you had like a cultist leader that just splats and becomes a, a greater demon or something. Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool to to be able to summon a big demon. Yeah, but but I do think it would be really nice to be like a, one of these possessed people, the symbiotes or something, just like explode into a demon. Like that would be <laughs> really nice. Yeah. Like I'm not sure how that would work or if it would be worth it, but uh, it would be really interesting at least to have like this guy is like carving something in his flesh or whatever, and then yeah. he just like explodes into demon. It, it is a bit of a shame, like if you have a nice demon army that you can't use your big monster yeah, exactly. when you're playing with this, but but maybe they did I mean, it I do for understand that from, Yeah, exactly, because it opens up a lot of very good combos all of a sudden. Yeah, and then it's like you're having the probably like the best for the am demon. Ambushing army. these like yeah. great and clean. What the fuck is it called? Not great and clean. Uh, the miser? No, no, no. The the big one that eats everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, the maw. Maw yeah, can. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The the maw with all the wounds just like <laughs> oh pop up behind your army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. And it's the end of the moving phase as well, so yeah. you can just like charge in your summoner unit. Yeah, the pop up and behind. Just pop up behind. Ooh, that's actually I didn't even think about that. That's fucking. Oh, that's so good. That's the combo I think. Yeah. Isn't it like you take you take the unit of, of symbiote or whatever you put the or you put the symbiote in the unit of possessed. Does unstable make you unbreakable? Uh, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Anyway, so then you charge in, and then as you say, right after you charge in, you pop up the unit, and then like you know you're gonna if you stay well, one inch away. Yeah, exactly. So they can't trap you. Yeah, stuff like this. Oh, it's perfect. That's really nice. You, maybe maybe you're gonna be bringing cultists. Uh, no, <laughs> it's just too little time. But I, I definitely want to make that in the future. I think. Like also because it's a it's a nice way how you can, like as you say, you could for example make a dread elf army, and then you can also just pay, add some demon units and play it as a cultist army yeah. if you theme it already around being a cult. I think it's quite easy to add to a demon army just to buy a few units. Yeah, exactly, and then you can have something that's different. Yeah. 
I'm just looking up unstable. But if, I do think that the thing you're going to struggle with is that you're going to struggle to get like units, like to get your summoning guy around flanks and so on, because no, there's no mounts, nothing's passed. So I think that how you're going to have to do it is probably, as you say, charge in somewhere and then summon if you want to get it like in a really good position. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So unstable is you don't run away. You lose models. Yeah. So, yeah, you're just going to charge in. Yeah. And then stand there. Yeah, exactly. And then pop up shit behind. Yeah, and then try it. That's quite good. So maybe the combo is actually to be the dwarf thing with extra armor. So you're yeah. just like you're just gonna be tanky. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you just have a pop up unit behind, yeah. and then just in the rear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it, it could be quite good. And uh, yeah. as we said before, we're allowing it at NerdCon. So yeah. if you if you've got some cultists in the in the cupboard. Yeah, exactly. You I mean, if you off. have a demon army, if you have a demon army and a warrior with dark army, you can li you can literally just take the barbarians and the yeah. demons and play it. I think might be quite cool. Yeah. Um. Anything else? No, I think that's good. So I wanna. So before we end the podcast, you should look at my uh, Sphinx progress. Because <laughs> yeah, so essentially we didn't uh, touch upon this, but. Because of all the painting prices, I, I mean, I decided I could air my UD again. <laughs> just really want to win a painting yeah, prize. Yeah, exactly. Just really, really do. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm like, yeah, I have this uh, quite extravagant conversion of, uh, of a Dread Sphinx. And uh, I'm making some progress now. So it's this, like, uh, it's this, uh, I put it on, I haven't put it on the forum yet. I probably will at some point. But I put it on the uh, uh, 9th Age Facebook uh, uh, group for Denmark. And uh, it's like this uh, Dread Sphinx rearing up and decapitating a giant. And it has uh, like big... Uh, I've uh, changed the wings to Phoenix wings, so uh, the smoke coming off and so on. Mm, it's really nice. Like the, you did airbrush. Yeah, where I'm at now is... Have you uh, finished it? Uh, well, I finished the airbrushing, and now I'm going to add the extra detail with uh, with uh, actual brush. Because yeah. you can't get it to like look really good with just an airbrush. Okay. Are you leaving it black? Uh, like this, the Sphinx? This, like the skin or whatever you call uh, it. It's going to be like... Uh, marble, like, like the Like ones. black marble, yeah. yeah. Or like a turquoise, like dark turquoise. Yeah. So not right now I've like undercoated uh, all of the Sphinx and airbrushed the smoke on the wings. Yeah, so it's, uh, you've used a giant kit, a Sphinx kit, and a Phoenix kit. Yeah. For, <laughs> for one model. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, have, when you have a disposable income. Yeah, I mean, this is like... I'm Did you go to the shop and buy th all three boxes at the no, same time? No, so, so essentially I, I just like randomly got the... So I, I bought a lot of Sphinxes at some point because I, I, want, I was like, how many Sphinxes can I take in 8th edition in one army list? Yeah. Turns out the answer is six, so it's like, let's buy six <laughs> Sphinxes. <laughs> and need to plan for all eventualities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then I had those lying around, and then one day I was like, I wanna. I actually built the Dread Sphinx before, but I just built it normally. But then I had like some shitty plastic glue or something, so it kind of fell apart. And then, then I was like, oh, I need. I want to do something cool with this. And I was like, ah, oh, I should get a giant. So I just went and bought a giant, and then I started to repost everything. And like, you have to do quite a lot of uh, green stuffing and stuff on the Sphinx to make it rear up because yeah. it's not supposed to. It doesn't go that way otherwise. And then. Then I was like, hmm, these wings are a little bit boring. So then I was like, also just got an idea at work one day. I'm like, ah, and I just went down and bought a Phoenix. <laughs> <the same day. laughs> it's funny how like I do that the same as well. Yeah, I just have have like inspiration, like right, boom, let's go do it. Yeah, definitely. I, it's just it's so it's so satisfying to just do it on the same day. Yeah. Like not order it, just like go to the shop, get it. Just, yeah, and just get it on the table. Yeah, and... exactly. Just put it together. 
So um, just to wrap up the show, I just want to thank all the sponsors of Nerdcon yeah. again one more time. So maybe maybe we'll go through them and you can just comment on the models that sure. that you know from the range and, yeah. and see and we can just talk about them a little bit. Yeah, sure. So uh, the first one is Avatars of War. Yeah, and these uh, I'm, I have these as uh, my warriors. Like I have the Pestilence Avatar of, of Avatars of War warriors in my uh, core from a warrior army, yeah. and they also they, so they produce a lot of uh, nice warrior models, but also lots of dwarf models. So that's what I would say. Yeah. If I go to like if I was going to uh, make these ones with the seekers, right? Yeah, exactly. They have like quite nice seekers. They have nice like uh, these kind of marksman type of uh, dwarves. Yeah, like, like ranger ranger ones. Are they called rangers these days? Uh, I think so. They have loads of really nice character models. Yeah, so as well. I mean, I think most people when they go to Avatar's War, they they like you add like a cool character to your already existing army, and they have quite a few characters for like Dread Elves, uh, Highborn Elves. Yeah, they dwarves. just they just released a Beastmaster model. Nice. And um, if you want a little sneak peek, it uh, might be a good idea to get one of those for your new Dreadhouse army. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, and like they have re- the elves are really nice. They, they're they a little bit like that most uh, elf manufacturers do, where there's a lot of like boobs everywhere. <laughs> she looks a little <laughs> frightened. Yeah, a little crazy. I have not actually seen all these. They're really nice. This one is really nice in the flesh. It's yeah. a little bit, little bit booby, but yeah. A little bit too much boobs, but... Yeah, but that's... I mean, I feel like most people who make elf miniatures, they go for, like, the sexy women that's miniatures, cool. right? Are these uh, gargoyles? Yeah, like, the harpies or gargoyles are really nice. Yeah, I don't really like the tree part, but I would just convert them. Yeah, they're, like, uh, to, to rearing up of, like, these stubs and yeah. stuff. Uh, the next one is uh, Raging Heroes. Uh, yeah, so Raging Heroes takes the 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 boobage to the next level. So they only <laughs> they only uh, like release uh, female models essentially. I think they have like one or two like uh, male like works or yeah, something. They do fancy and sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. But their their like thing is that essentially they produce like pin-up type of fancy models for like different factions. Yeah. So they have like uh, these uh, kind of. Uh, Lust elves. Yeah, like lust elves. Uh, that Demon you, things. Yeah, like uh, they also have uh, like kind of a what what do we call it like a, what's it called like a knight themed uh, army with uh, like uh, these kind of holy uh, like female paladins. Yeah, fal- yeah, female paladins is a good way to describe yeah. it and stuff like that. And they also released uh, they're releasing some barbarians now. Yeah, they just I'm just looking at them now. They yeah. they only just come out and they you can get like a stag type. One they're called yeah. Furians, and they're, yeah, they're kind of like a beast herd slash warriors, warriors yeah. things. Yeah, I mean they're quite cool. So especially if you're looking for some like really high quality female moles, I think they're the uh, the place to go. I'm spinning for something. Fifty percent discount. That could be nice. No, no. Oh, ten percent discount. Huh. So if you go on the website, you can um, you can get a, a discount code by just randomly spinning something. Yeah, and it depends on how much discount you get. Yeah. So you might get lucky. Yeah. I don't know if you can just refresh that and do it again, or like how does it work? But uh, these are a little bit more expensive. But I mean, you definitely get a high quality yeah. sculpt. I do have some Raging Heroes models, and they they are really really good quality. Like the detail level is outstanding. Yeah. So this is again also if you want to have characters or something, this is a good way yeah, place I, to go. Yeah, I would I agree. Maybe not for units because they're a bit expensive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like if you have that kind of money, sure, but it's it's going to cost you a bit. Yeah. The next one is Rotten Factory. 
Yeah, so these make really interesting and cool, uh, like, uh, warrior and demon models. So, like, kind of, uh, they also would fit cultists very well, because there's these, like, random, yeah. uh, very, like, gluttony type of uh, moles with, like, uh, stomachs and, like, random dudes leering and so on. Yeah, and they're, and they're actually really cheap as well. Um, they're the super good price. I think the guy's from Poland. Yeah. And they're really, like, really, the like, thematic models. They're really cool. There's all sorts of stuff, and he's got, like, Hundreds of different sculpts. You could make like a whole unit of really individual models yeah, if you exactly. wanted to. And definitely like a unit of cultists, I would say. Yeah, yeah. these these would fit really well in cultist army. There's yeah. even like a jester one like that. Yeah, it's really cool. And they he also does um, uh, demons and monsters as well. Okay. Yeah, there's like he has some giants and so on. Right? Yeah. The, I'm looking at like I actually have this one. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I think you showed it to me. And. Yeah, he has like demon, like toads and stuff. I actually haven't looked through all of his. Uh, no, there's a lot of like yeah stuff I haven't things. seen. Yeah, he does like a cannons, cursed forest. What's that? Oh, these are cool. Tree guardians, like thicket beasts. Oh, cool. They're really cool, and they're cheap as well. 160 Polish krona or whatever. <laughs> Let's see how I much that costs. I don't remember the conversion rates. Oh. So, uh, 273 Danish for three models. Yeah. That's, that's, that's reasonable, pretty good. reasonable for yeah. the level of quality that they are. Yeah, this is also a high quality sculpt yeah. uh, place, I would say. Yeah. So, the next one is Lubart Miniatures. Yeah, so these guys, they're quite new, I think, but yep. they're really interesting. So, they have two main ranges, and the first one is like a World War One themed Vermin Swarm army, which is really, really cool. And then they're now producing a uh, like Greek themed Undying Dynasties army. These are really nice. Yeah, so he's looking now at the Ushapt or the Shapti type of uh, moles, which are like these kind of uh, oh, the Shapti size, yeah. dude. Yeah, they're so cool. It's these like are really a, cool. Like these Greek colossus kind of thing. Oh, dude, these are awesome. Like, yeah, they have like spears, Spartans. Uh, yeah, Spartan spears and stuff. So like the, the the only issue with this is that they are a bit expensive. How much are they? So if you want to make a whole army, ah, oh, these look so nice. They're they're really cool, but like making a whole army is is uh, a is, little bit. Are they on uh, Kickstarter? <laughs> I think they did. I'm not sure. Maybe those have really nice movement traits. So so I think the, the for both of their ranges, it's really nice if you're looking to start a project with a specific theme because they're quite unique, both of them. Hmm. And especially now when you know UD is all the hotness. So uh, yeah, and also <laughs> get, like, get it now. We'll prob probably we'll probably get smacked with a big nerf, but you know how it is. Like then after you nerf something big, then they probably buff it a little bit too much again afterwards. So, you know, just like ride the wave. Oh wow, these vermin swarm are awesome. Yeah, the vermin swarm are so cool. Yeah. It's just uh, they've sold out of a lot of them, yeah. but like the weapons teams are fucking insane. Yeah, and they have like these uh, like vermin guys with gas masks and, and stuff, and little like World War One helmets from Germany. And so on. It's, yeah, they're uh, really cool. Really, really nice. Yeah, you can check check out these ones. These are sure. really nice abomination as well. Uh, like oh, dude, yeah, look at these! Like the gas mask, uh, the grenadier guys. Yeah, yeah, those are perfect. So good. That's definitely like if you get something, that's some, the one you would get to supplement your already existing army. I think. Yeah, for sure. So you can actually get these on pre-order now. Yeah. The grenadiers. Yeah, and some of, yeah, exactly. They usually do like a reduced price on pre-order. Twenty-three euros for five models. It's, I think it's, I think it's a little expensive, but it's yeah. Oh no, ten. 
Ten models. Okay. Oh, that's, that's really that's good. really good actually. I I thought it would be because like some of the. I was Thund- looking Thunder at Hulk's some of the forty euros. Yeah, I was looking at some of the UD models, like the big ones, and they they were like a little bit expensive, but I think for the ten models for ten grenadiers, the that's actually quite nice. Yeah, these are okay. Ma- use them. Maybe. These are maybe a bit expensive. Yeah, I think I think they're big, bigger models are the the Thunderhawks are a little expensive, but yeah. re- the school looks really nice quality. Yeah, the quality. We I think we saw I saw some of it when I was in uh, when we were at ETC. They were there. Yeah, they were. And the, the quality talking. is really really nice. Yeah, um, the next one is Shield Wolf. Yeah, so I I have a lot of stuff from Shield Wolf because I backed like a Kickstarter they did back in the day. Yeah. And then what's nice is that they're, they're one of the few companies that actually produce plastic miniatures other than Games Workshop. Yeah. So you, you get like a real, you know, like sprue with all, like you, that you clip together and they're modular and it's easy to glue with plastic glue and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have like a, their main range is like, a, they have two two things where they have like barbarians. Uh, they're all like all female barbarians. Actually like m- less boobage this time. Like like not that like T- Tasteful barbarians. Yeah, exactly. A little bit more tasteful. A bit more like uh, Vikings. Yeah, exactly. And then they have like, a, again, like a female paladin type of thing. They also do some sci-fi miniature versions. They do like war bears and yeah, battle I, yaks. I have, yeah, I have the- uh, You have the, the dragon, the right? I have the dragon, which has two heads, which yeah. I, I love. And then it has, uh, they have these like uh, polar bear type of monsters cavalry as well, which is quite nice. And I think Seal Wolf is definitely like a place you can go if you want to have, uh, like they also have an orc range, which is really good. I think you have some price as well, yeah. And for the prices. Yeah, we, they sent some orc models yeah. for the price support. And definitely these are like, I think that this is a company where, I mean, if you want to have like your core units be plastic, and not from Games Workshop. I think this is a really good place to go. And the, the characters are quite nice as yeah, well. The price, the price is really like also really yeah, good. Nine euros for a character. Yeah, it's like really cheap. The sculpt quality is quite good. Great. So five resin wolves. Oh, the wolves are terrible. Fifteen. The wolves are terrible. Like okay, okay it's one thing you shouldn't buy from this. It's the wolves. I got them in the Kickstarter just from like you know extra stuff, and they're really ugly. <laughs> yeah. The wyvern, the wyvern looks quite cool. Yeah, like the wyvern, dragon, everything's nice, I think. It's nice, the wyvern. Yeah. Quite big as well. Yeah, it's big, it's reasonable price. I think they're also, they also have like some moles from uh, like an Araby themed thing. But they, they said that they're, sometime in the future they're going to do that uh, army, but uh, not yet. That would something that would be really nice for cultists, for example. This one's quite cool. Like a demon. Yeah. Yeah, they have some uh, some small malls as well. They, they, I think they recently did a Kickstarter for like Forest Goblins as well. Yeah, they did. But it's not yet on the Yeah, website. the normal site. Actually, he sent me some Forest Goblins. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I think you showed me. Yeah. Uh, Last Sword Miniatures? Yeah, that's the one you know most about, right? Yeah. It's the Elves. So Last Sword, they've been doing um, Kickstarters for uh, the last few years. And they make... Um, Highborn Elf models and also a few Empire models, mm-hmm. and they've just started doing Saurian Ancients, and their most recent one is an Undead Kickstarter. Yeah, it's like the kind of uh, Kingdom of Equitane theme. Yeah, Kingdom of Equitane Undead. Yeah. yeah, they're really nice. They're really good. Yeah. Crazy nice. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't back it because I already have everything yeah. <laughs> for my Undead army. Yeah. I mean, this definitely seems like I something did you not need add. anymore. <laughs> yeah, like you would add like maybe some characters or like small things. But yeah, 
they have a really nice unit around that, right? But I was just like, any undead unit needs to be so big. It's so yeah. expensive. And the, the, I think for elves, the, the price is really good. Yeah. Um, but for the undead, it's a little expensive when you have to make big units. Yeah, but maybe you can just splice them into your units with other stuff. Yeah. But I, I'm just looking at some of their soaring entry models now, and they look really Oh, yeah, they really, did some really of those good. as well. Like the monsters and stuff look fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. Look at those. Yeah, I think this is also another another army, another production where the sculpt quality and the mold quality is really, really high. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have um, the dragon guard for my elves, um, and the sculpt quality is really nice. The I don't really like the material that much. Okay. It's a bit bendy. Is it like some weird type of resin? Or? Yeah, but it, it's kind of. I think the reason that they did it is because it doesn't break that easily. So yeah. if you like drop it or something, it doesn't break. Yeah, okay. that's good. Because that's the issue with resin normally. Is yeah. That, like you can just shatter if you drop it. Yeah, so it's like a little bendy. Yeah. Um, I use the the archer models for my queen's guard. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Them. And um, yeah, the dragon guard are also really nice. I actually painted the first one yeah. last week. Cool. Um, but it was yeah, they're really good. I recommend. And the price is pretty good if you're just buying small units. Yeah, or characters or something. Yeah. Like. Okay. The, the elf characters are really nice. Yeah. Um, the next one or the last miniature company is Admiralty Miniatures. Yeah, okay, I don't know these actually. This is a really small one. Uh, I think he's. I'm not sure if it actually sells that much. I'm just trying to find his website. Let's see. And I know that they do Infernal Dwarf miniatures. Oh, okay. And don't know if he has a web shop. Let's just. That will definitely see. help. But I mean, he should do right. Or how else does he? <laughs> I think he just does it like for fun more than anything. Okay. But you can see here, like... Oh, yeah, I think I've seen some of this. Like, very old-school type of... Yeah, old-school. Like, nice big hats. With big hats and big beards and big noses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said he would send a few bits and bobs. Um, I don't know if you can actually buy his stuff. Maybe you can contact him. Yeah. Yeah, contact how to buy. Let's see. You can message him via Gmail or on his Facebook page. And also, ah, he does have a webshop. But it's through Etsy.com. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's an easy way to do it. Yeah. He also has some uh, uh, heavy archers, which look fucking awesome, actually. Ten models for 200 krona. Oh, yeah, these ones. Yeah, he's been active on the forum, I think. Maybe, yeah, like elf maybe I need some new Queen's Guards. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need, like, you're going to need a lot of Queen's Guards for when we play 7 Fossil Fire with points, dude. Yeah, where were we? Yeah, so he's making mostly Infernal Dwarfs and some Hobgoblins yeah. and things like that. And he also does a 10 and 15 millimeter scale as well. Oh, cool. I, I really like that scale. Yeah, 15 millimeter scale. It's nice when you like everything gets a little bit smaller, so you can put more shit on the table. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you want to get some old school Infernal Dwarfs sculpts, then uh, this is the place to go, and yeah. you can find him on Etsy.com, or if you just search Admiralty Miniatures, you should find a, a link. Yeah, he's also he also has like a long thread on the Nightwish forum, I think. Yes. 
And the last sponsor and our main sponsor for the event is kinggames.dk. Yeah. Do you know these guys that much? I mean, I've, I've not uh, been there, but I've been on the site a bit. And, uh, because they have a physical shop, right? I don't know. Okay. I've only ever ordered on the website. Okay. Well, I mean, it's like a very well-stocked uh, miniature shop, yeah. I would say. It's a, da- it's a, look, it's a Danish um, web, web shop yeah. which sells like everything... Miniature, yeah. miniature paints. Yeah, but also scenery. it's like I would say how they are different from a normal like other web shops is the fact that they have a lot of like maybe not commonly available things. Yeah, like if you go to a normal web shop, it's like oh, it has like Games Workshop products and maybe Privateer Press and that's it. But this one has like it has that, but it also has like all these like weird small companies and like extra like resin terrain pieces and this kind of stuff, which yeah. makes it worthwhile. I would say. And now they're also producing some of their own stuff. Yeah, they just started this uh, Dunkeldorf range that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And um, they're always, always stocking new stuff. Right now, they just started with the new um, Reaper Bones, nice. oh, yeah. the resin, the new resin stuff. That's um, a, that's a crazy dragon. A, a new dragon model that they're stocking. Yeah. One can never have too many dragons. This is true. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I go on this web shop and I always end up buying stuff because I just browse <laughs> through it and I'm like, oh, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool. Yeah. They have like all the all the kind of American. Um, yeah, which is really useful in Europe, so you don't have to pay import taxes. Yeah, exactly. So they 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 supply like Dark Sword miniatures and Reaper. Yeah. So. It, they have such a nice range of different things, especially if you're into role playing and things. Yeah, exactly. If you want to like spice up your D and D campaign or something like that, yeah. then this is a good place to go. Yeah, because they they're not really selling units that much, but they sell paints and they sell like individual models. Yeah, and it's a uh, and from dealing with these guys and talking with them on the sponsorship, the customer support is like fantastic. Awesome. And they always send me little messages on the invoices. Yeah. <laughs> Did they, did you like paint dicks on the invoices, or is it more? Uh, no, like cool? like uh, like one of the, someone like sh- I think she drew like a little picture or something. Okay, <laughs> that's nice. I don't know, but every every time I order from them, they, I get like a little personal message. Oh, and that's, it's, that's yeah, awesome. It's really nice. So yeah, thanks to all the sponsors, yeah. and um, if anyone wants more information on how to get in touch with them or websites and stuff, just send us a mail. Yeah, and we can uh, point you in the right direction. So I think that's the the end of the show. Um, we got NerdCon in three or four weeks. Yeah, I think it's four weeks. So okay. I know that some of the guys from the UK are coming. So maybe we'll get them on the show and uh, yeah, do a, a post NerdCon episode. <laughs> so uh, you can get in touch with us at amatimedk at gmail.com. Yep. If you send us a mail, we will read it out. Yeah, no exactly. matter <laughs> how how much shit was is in there. <laughs> As we just proved. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably one of the the most disgusting emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really tried. He Tom, really Tom tried did that. Tom did a good job on yeah. that. Yeah, Tom did a good job on that one. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, keep keep sending us the mails and we'll keep reading them out. Yeah, definitely.
Yeah, it should be. Just, oh, there you, go. you just have to like lean no, in. You a have little. to just project. Oh, okay. Project. We're projecting. So, uh, what episode number is Henry? <laughs> Why do you ask me this every time? Yes! You know, I don't know. <laughs> what was it? Do you, do you know? Um, no, I think it's like 46 or 7, maybe? Welcome to Amazon Podcast, episode 46 or 7. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we just set up for, uh, Nerdcon. for Nerdcon. Yeah. Nerdcon, tabletop 2019. 46. 46. Ah, awesome, we were right. <laughs> Edit. Yeah. Edit. Yeah. So yeah, we just set up. There's there's not a single Danish person here to help out, but there's like, how many are we? What, like five Swedish people? Five two uh, Two uh, British people and one, like I guess, expat. This Henry. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Just, you know, a message. Henry P. Miller and Casimir, and we have uh, two very special guests. Special. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasize the word special. <laughs> special. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Okay, my name is Paul Godbold from the Fantasy Wargaming Podcast. My name's Tony Hale, but at weekends I like to be called Stupid Stunts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that your name on the Ninth Age forum? No, I'm not that clever. I wish it was. <laughs> just, just your name on other yeah, forums. I think mine is just, just my name with a space taken out. Totally. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So, we're, yeah, we just set up for Nerdcon. We're just having a few beers. You guys ready for the tournament? What's your expectations? Low. <laughs> what prep have you done, Tony? I, um, I put blood on the weapons of my characters to make them look finished oh, man. Excellent. Like, but that makes them kill stuff better right And well yeah rather than finishing the paint job <laughs> <laughs> and then I stuck them in the box without checking whether the entire army was in there do you have nice. all your models I don't know this <laughs> <laughs> is like a Russian roulette yeah. <laughs> about three four weeks ago I played a game we'll see <laughs> well the funniest thing is over the past few months we've been you've been refining lists haven't you thinking what I want to do is take this particular list and then you'd write a list and then you'd be so rushed off with work that you'd just bring your box of stuff and go, oh, I've got my list from last week. Yeah. I'll play with that then. Well, <laughs> I mean, at least that gives you practice with the same thing. It's horribly flawed though. This is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> he works out what doesn't no, work and play with it again. It's not the same things at all. The stuff I was taking was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Units of barbarians and things like that. It didn't work for you, did uh, it? Chuck a giant in there. It's good. That's what he was doing. Yeah. So, assuming that mm. your models have arrived in one piece to Denmark, <laughs> yes. What, well, that's what another you, question. What are, you, <laughs> what are you intending to bring tomorrow? Maybe you want to start, Tony. I've got a warrior's list, a couple of killy characters. Well, like horses, right? Yep. Mm. So, speedy killer characters, um, loads of knights, uh, one Feldrak. Ancient. Elder. No, elder. elder. Yeah, you're elder. Ancient, get the right one. Ancient yeah. is the character one, right? But yeah. He's, yeah, he's got the elder one. Yeah. Big block of barbarian horsemen because they're obviously the filth. Yeah, 15 of those bad boys. 14. 14, sorry, my I bad. Mean, that means there's Three a character in there somewhere yeah. as well. No, it means I couldn't afford the 15th one. <laughs> is what it actually means. It See, means so against you, I used 15. You did. But it turns <laughs> out so, so, I could only afford 14. Oh, gee. <laughs> so, so this is the thing where everybody on the forum says, right, that the small point changes don't matter. But I, this is like an unequivocal example of where it did matter. Because one barbarian horseman is not that many points. Hmm. You just decrease things by like five points, it'll be fine. So the true masterclass of your list, though, is your wizard, isn't it? Your wizard build that you think is just... Oh, yeah, on pucker. the horse, right? <laughs> yeah, but you get the, you get the wrath of God, bro. It's fine. Yes. How did that work out? 
I've used it once in decimated my own warriors in the first game. <laughs> he miscast. Killed, what was it? Three, three Swordmasters, wasn't it? With How the Hellfire. Yeah, I killed three Swordmasters. No, it was Wrath of God, wasn't it? No, you didn't get Wrath of God off. It was the Hellfire on the Swordmasters. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. stop it. Yeah, that And was, he killed three was... Swordmasters because you rolled absolute crap on the dice. Yeah. And then you just obliterated seven of your warriors. <laughs> I'll take that exchange. Great. Between that and charging my horsemen into your block, dying instantly and running off, was it? It's just. I would just say that was tactical skill and by myself got... being in the way of playing being charged. Now I've got one less. Ah, makes them even better. So I've got high expectations. Yeah. But I'm going to drink a lot of beer, I think. Yeah, Denmark's a good place for that. I think. You, you have to bring your own beer, though. Yeah, so that's not a bar, unfortunately. In the oh, nice okay. thing, we so kind we'll of just come for a bit of a laugh, haven't we? Really, no, no real, no real expectations. Yeah, with with that caveats, then you can do your list now. Yeah, okay, high board elves. <laughs> <laughs> You've been honing for months. What your plan is? <laughs> if it goes well, you're awesome. Yeah. If it goes badly, it's high born elves. It's down at the exactly. I'm a, I'm a tier three list. What can I say? They're rubbish. Everybody <laughs> thinks high born elves can't fight, and my they my, can't, my inside tip is that Paul is going to come in top ten. Wow. That like, be I high. actually because that, that was the funny thing is that I, I looked at your list. Yeah. And the first thing I was like ah this is shit and then I looked at it again I'm like this is actually quite good like when, when so I, why I was, did I grudge you <laughs> I was like wait wait wait, wait like, which of my units can fight that unit none of them yeah like not that many I'm looking forward to it uh, which, which unit can fight that unit oh maybe that no 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 wait, no. 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 no 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 what I really like about your list is there's very little shooting yeah fuck that so what's actually in real men fighting combat that's how what's beautiful. actually in your list Paul so general is the order of the fiery heart with the essence of free mind which I think is the yeah. biggest change on my list recently so I've got alchemy pyramid why, why did you change Standard. from not to well, from having, you had pyro before I was pyro I'm yeah. pretty sure you copied my list from a tournament wow. way back when wow. Whoa. Whoa. just saying no dragons with snoots and everything <laughs> but no it was um, the problem with pyromancy is you come up against certain matchups like warriors for example yeah. and you've just got no answers to certain yeah, units sure. Whereas so the advantage of alchemy where and pyro, lots of warriors. I've been <laughs> using alchemy. Yeah, this is it. Because the alchemancy, the alchemy, sorry, alchemancy. <laughs> Ciao. But that's what it should be called because you can switch. Through. I've had a few. Yeah. So um, yeah. But the nice thing is alchemancy. Alchemancy. I like yeah. this. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah it can work quite nicely. But actually, ironically, the list has always been built around alchemy because of the um, the path attribute or lore attribute, path attribute. Yeah. One of the other, so it makes things fun. You have to drink on that one. No, I think so. So, um, but that's why the flaming banner's in the list, so it gives yeah. it the rerolls. Yeah. Which it? units have flaming banner? So just the BSB, so it can okay. go in whatever unit choose, I need yeah. it to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so, but yeah. Yeah, so, um, that, that was like one of the things that in the beginning I was like, there's no flaming banners, and then you see it on the BSB. And <laughs> that is actually really smart. Like, go, I think, I think that's a really nice. Did you go mithril mail and flaming banner? Yeah. Yeah. And great weapon. I've run that build before. You can run it with a royal huntsman. Oh, but then you don't get the master of the Kangra Tower magic support. But you. Which is, Royal Huntsman is is pretty good and uh, yeah. it's cheap as well. Yeah, he's pretty good. They um they boshed him in the recent update, didn't they? Really, because you used to I, I used to run one on a chariot and oh, he was yeah. pretty decent. And then they took away the ability to get one on a palmer save or something. Yeah, I can't the, 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 the good the good build went. That was my idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you're going to run through your list anyway? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah sorry, so, right, so yeah, so we've got all the fiery heart. So he's got the gleaming rope for the trap save, binding scroll, which is critical in essence free mind. BSB, what we've just described, and that's it for characters. And then it's 40 plus spearmen, can't remember the exact number, it keeps changing depending. Two units of Reavers, and then it's 21 Swordmasters, 20 Phoenix Flame Wardens. Whoa. Whoa. 
24 Lion Guard, two Eagles, and a Reaper Chariot. Cool. And that's it. Wasn't there some... Yeah, no, you said Sword no, Masters, No, right? no Seaguard Reapers. No, I took those out. One, because I was frightened that they wouldn't make the channel, uh, the cross across the, the, the channel. The flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. The big sausage with wings. I'm going to put the beer down for a bit. I've lost the ability to talk. But no, and then secondly, I realised that just Sword Masters are just awesome. Yeah. In the right matchup, they just, they just switch. If you play Warriors, they just blend through everything. If you play against other combat armies, they just own. If you come up against other elves and things with shooting, they hide behind the hill and say, so don't shoot me. So, so I, like, the thing I like about your list is that you have essentially four units that are like four, really four blocks. Like, four blocks that are really hard to touch. Yeah. It's not like your spear unit is weak and then you're like, I'll just kill that. Like, because mm. there's 40 of them. They're gonna like they're still gonna be as fighty People as the other. Underestimate them. They yeah, really like do. I looked at them and like I don't want to go in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a lot, of, a lot of stuff has Ryan Burn, right? Like, yeah, um, but like they're the biggest uh, and the and uh, Swordmasters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the the the, the, um, the big one is a Lion Guard with the Navigator standard because yeah, everybody just hits them on fives. Yeah. So the Lion Guard hit you first, then you hit them back really weakly, and then the Lion Guard yeah. finish you and off without really taking any damage. Okay, armor save as well. Yeah, they generally get across the table. Yeah. So um, as a list, I really like it. The only thing it does lack a little bit is speed. But that's where range, range power. That's where the pyromancy yeah, comes I, in. Uh, okay. I mean, like if you're facing a gun line, yeah. it might not be great. But um, the gun line, you can generally, ironically, you can generally outrange it because you kind of sit back behind their range and just pyromancy out the units you don't like the look of, and then, then you, you have engage a long like line of spearmen walking up. <laughs> 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 but you yeah. say that. I mean, the thing I really struggle with actually are things <laughs> yeah. like um, forty, 40 <laughs> wide. Yeah. Trebuchets make a mess. As long as you have catapults. I mean, I remember Skaven have always been a bit of an issue, but the pyromancy again. Oh, sorry, vermin swarm. Like I remember. Luckily for you, there's only one vermin swarm army at the tournament. Yeah, this is it. But actually, I don't mind now playing against vermin swarm the list can actually deal with it with yeah. the inbuilt mechanics of the the army it's, it, it's it's resilient enough it doesn't have like the problem i was running with four chariots is you charge chariots into their plague disciples or whatever and they do their toxic attacks at the same yeah, speed as you impact it you're like i can't engage you <laughs> this is silly so um at least you can hit them from range without losing too much so um i played jack chapman at a tournament recently and it was a really close game whereas previously playing vermin against highborn elves the vermin would just walk all over you yeah. so usually yeah you so, did yeah. lose, though, didn't you? So, Casimir, yes. you actually yeah. grudged yeah. Paul yeah, exactly. in the first round. Yeah, yeah it was so, very kind so, of you, so, thank so, you. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm going to grudge one of you two. And I looked at you two lists, and I, I looked at Tony's list, and I'm like, three fast, killy Warriors characters. That's like the anathema of Undying Dynasties. Yep. On horses, I'm like, I'm not facing that, no way. And I looked at the other <laughs> list, I'm like, that's elf infantry, how bad can it be? I just grudged it that. And weak. I looked, looked at it again, <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, like, wait a second, so... Where do my giants fight before they die? <laughs> Actually, only the Phoenix Guard, I think. Like, there's maybe, there's, that's like a... Uh, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, you have a 50% chance of no, killing some? No, I, well, I think, or Flame Wardens. But I think the Flame Wardens Oh, yeah, are, Phoenix Guard, drink. Yeah, like the Flame Wardens, because you're strength four, uh, like the, you wound the giants on sixes, which makes the giants actually as good as the Sphinx. You need to wound me. And yeah, the way that high wounds I mean, like, work is if you can get certain spells off. Well, I know. You I don't know. get any wounds through, and then you die through static combat risk. Yeah, sure, sure. But like, so the thing is with the so giants. Much. I mean, like, I, I don't know how much I should give away, but the fa the thing with the giants is that they do so much damage. Yeah, like they could, they've got a massive output. Yeah, yeah if, if they and get the, their the, grind the, the, the problem is that if they go into like spears or things with strength six or something, they just die before they can do that. But yeah. if they can do damage, then you're doing it wrong. I've taken out fifty spearmen with. 
He just oh, goes giant. boo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what you need to do is oh, get him just to fail oh, the turning. Oh, oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> a nine with a re-roll. Who's going to fail that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So what's actually in your list? Okay, so, so when uh, Henry announced this tournament, he was like, I'm going to give painting prices for every race. So yeah, we, we with my like greedy, <laughs> <Just today. laughs> yeah, with, with my like greedy little eye, I was like, okay, I can finally maybe win something from my UD army <laughs> eventually. Like so, I was like, okay, how can I make a list where I take my nicest models? That mm. was the, that was the plan. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have this wicked new conversion for my uh, for Dread Sphinx. So that has to be in there. Yeah, people like my giants, so they have to be in there. That's free monsters. Okay, that's the first part of the list. I need to have my like Pharaoh character as something. So that's a chariot character. Okay. Then I'm like, oh, what else? My, my Shapti unit, that's pretty good. Okay, that's in there as well. I'm like, okay, what, what else can I get? Okay, I need some wizards, a bunker, and then I have some chariots for the chariot character, and that's the list. That's it. Like, and two units of chaff. Yeah. Like, this thing like a chaff, I noticed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> chaff for pussies, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you actually notice that. It's usually relatively chaff-like. So, so I, I, I want to go for predictions for this, this, uh, this grudge. Oh, okay. We'll go, we'll go around the room. So you, you, want, you want to start turning? I'm going to go 12 8 to Casimir. Oh, Because oh, wow. wow. I can't possibly think, say that Paul wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Paul? 20 0. Oh, wow. Oh. You've got to go in hard, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Casimir? I don't know which way. <laughs> it's <gonna be> <laughs> okay, it's that kind of game, oh, maybe. <laughs> I think maybe maybe you're actually on something. I think it's eighteen two either way. That's you what reckon? I think. Yeah, because yeah, I think okay. I think that stuff's gonna die. But I I think it's very like it's considering that it's a little you, bit like if I'm gonna win this. You have shooting that yeah. much. I mean, you have pyro. Yeah, I pyro is coming out in this game. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just destroys the shot. These, I mean, like it's it can do, yeah. Yeah, with the region. I'm not giving anything else away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played no, a UD I, less I, recently. I think, I think the problem is that I, I have so many monsters that it's so dicey if they survive against elves or not. It depends and how you play the monsters, actually. If they, yeah, if they, big. like, if they go on in, my terror test. Like, if they, if they go in, in like favorable. Re- remember, sword masters are in leadership eight. Yeah, nine, nine with a reroll. If I'm within range of the general BSB, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. That's okay. the problem. Interesting. I, I reckon if you can get a giant into some sword masters, he can. He if, if, if there's he no magic, if yeah. there's no magic. You'll you'll kill us almost. It's only the five wounds, isn't it? That's the problem. He's yeah, got. like if he survives. It's only five wounds. Yeah, it's yeah. only five. five. It's got three up save. Five uh, toughness yeah. six. So you, three you, got your, you got your chance of the five up save yeah. because of the. I mean, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So it's very dicey. Where it's like, if he survives, he might like do horrendous damage, and that might change the game. But you hmm. might also just kill the giants before they get to strike, and then you just win. So if you can get yeah. two giants in, then you're yeah. then it's money. But, yeah, then exactly. I've played that's, it wrong. Something really bad has happened. <laughs> I'll be cussing myself for thinking, how have I let this happen? Yeah, so, exactly. cast me a prediction. Yeah, so so I'm going to say 18-2 uh, to me. 18-2. <laughs> so you say 20 nil to him, I say 82 to me. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to go conservative and say 16-4 to Paul. Ooh. Okay. Fair it's very reasonable. It's very, it's very reasonable. Yeah. More of a reasonable assessment. I generally go big or go home in my first game. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I need the 20 to rocket me up the tables. One of you two are going to be facing me on the bottom table. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the worst. So, so like I picked I picked Paul because I didn't want to face Tony and now I'll face it's Tony in game two. Like, <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> just the burn important. Just yeah. as terrible things to your... Uh, yeah, to oh, yeah, very important. Against like, except the Sphinx, I guess. That's the only thing. But if you get sixes, I mean... How many Sphinx do you have? <laughs> One. 
Yeah. The, like my, my, You're welcome, right? My issue yeah. is that, like, I, when I finished the last time, it just, yeah. it's just way, it's the problem with well, the, the burning portion. Really hard thing to deal with. Yeah, that's the thing. Really hard. Actually. That's the one thing. I mean, if you throw enough shit at the wall, some of it will stick, but he's going to heal it. Generally, it all comes down to thunderstomps. If you can thunderstomp well, you're okay. Yeah. But the problem with the elves is they're ironically quite resilient with the regen, the hereditary spell, even the plus you one. You're with regen on the Krenry Tower? Yeah. Why? Four or five. Henry, don't help him. Don't save. help him. That's a shit spell. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's a lot of time. So, um, takes out the surprise, mate. <laughs> yeah, he charges <laughs> like, Oh, this, this combat wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like part of the fun. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is it. Have you done the big lottery who we're going to face tomorrow? No. Um, everyone needs to sign up to Tony Keeper. And when, oh, when I last checked, there was only eight people who signed up. <laughs> yeah, but I hate Tony Keeper. I never get in there. I want to forget my I'm in so, there. So, uh, you're just going to have to wait until tomorrow morning. Sorry. My God. Yeah. <laughs> How's the food? Uh, 17 minutes. Okay. Mm. Cool. It's been delayed apparently. So. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem, the only problem with knowing who you're going to play that morning is you completely overthink yeah. the game. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know about so you. already done. I've that. been looking at it, thinking <laughs> I need to like, do this, I, this, I and wasted, this. Like I wasted at least like an hour of work trying to think of my spell selection. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, I took, should have taken. Yeah. What if I take these spells? So, so, um, I know that you've just looked at the scenario pack about an hour ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, refreshing. Good. Can you explain it to me then? Yeah, it's new. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, how do you think the the first scenario is going to affect your game? So, oh, yeah. are we playing them yeah. in order of yeah. going through. Uh, so, we've so, got to find the Holy Grail, yeah. basically. So, essentially, how this scenario works is that in turn two, I think we randomize, randomize a terrain piece that's kind of in the center of the board, and that gets an objective marker that we can pick up, just like spoils the yeah, war, exactly. right? Yeah. And then you uh, have to protect it with the unit, and if it's not like a big unit, it can't march essentially. Yeah. Okay, so, so spoils of war just with one spoil. With one, and it comes out worth randomly. Everything. Yeah, but it can just <coughs> randomize where it's uh, arriving. So I, yeah. I think this is quite an interesting scenario, but so I'm not sure how much it's going to. You've only got two scoring units, haven't you? Uh, Oh, you got three. Sorry, you yeah, got three. sorry, your bunker. That doesn't count. Right. <laughs> well, that's like the most important one. <laughs> yeah, it's just like creeps along hides. behind it and it's like, oh, I'll just pick this like spoil something. It's fine. <laughs> so, so how do you think that's going to affect the, the matchup? I don't know. It's going to be very cagey because you've got the distance initially with the chariots. Yeah, because think, because you yeah, don't know, you don't know where it's going to yeah. arrive. Yeah. Assuming there's two or three pieces of terrain in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I... I Depends on the table. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, if I'm on frontline clash as well. It's diagonal. I mean, like, you, know, you, have, <laughs> you have the advantage in the sense that all of your units are scoring, so you don't have to think about it as yeah, much. Yeah, that helps. But uh, but I'm not sure if I have the uh, luxury to, like, think, to deploy to try to reach all the things. Like, mm. I, I think I, 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 think, have to I think be a little it, bit lucky. I think it benefits Paul's army yeah. because your army is, obviously, to an extent, you have to be within the bubble. So you can only kind of choose half of the terrain so it depends on the table which you're playing on hmm. and so for me this means that because Paul's army it can spread across the table yeah. like he has four big blocks that can all take the objective I've got to be careful with leadership bubbles there that's the problem still, still especially with terrifying but you can kind of you can kind of say well this block can take this terrain this yeah. block can take this terrain this block can take this terrain hmm. there's probably less than three but yeah. assuming there's like a lot of terrain in the middle that can actually the, the the grail can like pop up in. Yeah. yeah. You, you can spread across the board, but whereas Casimir can't. Mm. So whereas Casimir, when, when he's deploying, he's going to say, okay, if there's two pieces of terrain, he's going to de be deploying in between the two. Yeah. Whereas you can spread out 
and a bit, a bit more, so it's a bit easier for you to get the objective. Mm. Yeah, I think so. so Although I, if I'm it just does gonna... pop up near that bubble, you're in the wrong bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can cover the majority with it. the bubble, then it pushes him. Yeah, yeah. Pushes him yeah I think I, I, just, that chariot, I just have to be yeah. lucky. So for maybe for me, maybe it's good to divide the table because then I can control which pieces are where. Yeah, if yeah. you, if you win, win the roll for deployment, yeah. it'll be a bit easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, I think it's an interesting scenario. So I'm just looking forward yeah. to playing you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> be interesting. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing five new people. That's yeah, what definitely. I'm really looking forward to. I'm really interested to see how the scene works, if it's any different from the UK scene. Not that I'm overly familiar with it, but I'm interested to see the different play styles and how you kind of look at games and deploy. And All your army lists are completely different. I've not seen an army list that is I, utilised I think, in the UK. Um, so. I think this, this, like, this kind of bunch of army lists mm. is, I would say it's not that indicative of what the Danish meta normally is. Mm. But it's it's still quite interesting because there's lots of warriors. Yeah. I think there's lots of like is it warriors or so there's quite a lot of there's quite a few well. UD, yeah. yeah. Maybe a couple of empire lists, but there's like no no infernal dwarves. No, it's not. Is it swarm one vermin swarm? Which is super weird. Yeah. Like that's also strange. Really. Yeah. So mm, okay. so it's it's a little bit different probably to what you expect in the UK. Like when mm. I don't know how much you've looked through the list, but is there anything you can see to start with? that's different just leaps out just I don't know just certain builds I suppose character builds that kind of thing I don't know about yourself I mean to be honest actually I haven't really micromanaged it because part of coming over here was more just to kind of have a weekend away and enjoy ourselves again I'm playing with a list that I haven't really played much with so I'm I'm trying to do well but at the same time I haven't put as much effort into it as I maybe should have but again I I I think the field is going to be okay for you guys but as well I think the thing is with ninth, I made the mistake at 1TEC a couple of years ago where you just over examine all the lists and you think you know how it's going to play and then you put it on the table and their characters are in different units than you would have expected and they play with it completely differently Mm. and it's the balance of ninth. everything that people are taking is usable if they're playing with it yeah. in a certain way. That's like the dreaded Saturday night where you know your Sunday morning game and <laughs> yeah, try to work out what you're going to do. On table this one and against Dan yeah, Thomas. You're going to smash him. <laughs> <laughs> you build yourself up. Yeah. Deliberately go to bed early. But no, that's the worst. That's the, <laughs> like the biggest mistake you can do yeah, on Saturday is going to bed early. Yeah, like that's, in, then in you general, know you're yeah. going to lose. <laughs> this is it. Overthink it. Overthink yeah. it. No, but I, I think, to be honest, the best thing you can do is just know your lists yeah. well. And I think that's like actually a really nice benefit about no, UD sorry. is the fact that a lot of times when you play UD, it doesn't matter that much what your opponent is doing because, mm. you're, because of the bubble and the March bubble and magic, you're always kind of deploying in the same way. So you mm. just, just you come to the table and you're like, I'm going to be here. I don't really care what he's doing, and that's going to be fine. Mm. And if you know what you're doing, then you're going to be okay like, yeah. with it in the thing. And I think that like other armies are, of course, more reactionary, but I think in general that makes the more difference. Yeah, I think you get that with both undead armies, to be honest. With the VC, I play very similar, where you've yeah. got your set... It's very hard for me to bluff where my ghoul unit's yeah, going exactly. with the vampire lord because like this big he's going space. there. <laughs> and you're like, I'll put my rule book here and then you think I want to deploy it there. And, like, no. and you're kind of measuring all the ranges for his march bubble yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you're kind of kind of restricted with undead. Yeah. 
So, whereas Chaos, I'm sure, because you got your portal as well, haven't you? Oh, why, why just the, the best. Why just the Love one it. portal, though, man? Because I ran out of points. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, no, but I also. The second one is expensive. Yeah, I also play so only good. one because I don't think. I think if you're investing in two, yep. then you need to have a plan for why you're investing in two. Like, I don't think you're taking two to just have two. You're going to be like, okay, I'm two, having two because I want to go through the first turn. Yep. Or I'm going to put one on each side, for example, and go through the second turn or something like that. Yeah, but it horribly influences people's deployment. Yeah, yeah. That's some things. If you can put two down, I found that with two, you just, you're just dominating the table before you even start. So you're, yeah. you're controlling your so opponent's expensive. deployment phase. Mm. And then in the first turn, you kind of move into a position where you can abuse either of them. Yeah. And as long as you build your list correctly, it's just mobility in this game is huge yeah. so if you can have two portals which you can poke out of at any time you don't even have to utilise them no. but your opponent always has to react to two yeah. portals yeah sure it's massive because you have to cover them although you had a game against someone with two Hellmores didn't you and you two were convinced Hellmores. two Hellmores and no portals no that wasn't me yeah was that not you no that was Tom uh, was when he Tom? went to oh, Cardiff okay. or Bristol I take it back Bristol yeah, Bristol, Bristol. Yeah, but he, he completely got outplayed because yeah. <laughs> he didn't know how he was, it was going to work. He was saying, Four, and, well, this is a rubbish idea. He's missed the trick on this one. How much was the home or just base? It's not that much, like free something. It's yeah. quite cheap. 375, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Without, without any portals so, so that means you can like, deploy two in one turn? Yeah. 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 Hmm. And you can also... But the, so the thing, how it works is that you can only have four active ones at one time. Yeah. So essentially how that list works is the idea is that you deploy out four and then you start closing them. So one closes and one yeah, opens. For example, yeah. so then you can start. So the problem is that you can never use the closing ability if you only have one because you will not be able to like close and open. You can yeah. only close and then that then you can't deploy another one and things like this. It's a lot of points though, yeah. just to just to mess it around is. with. It, but the, the thing I find with it is it's just another way of playing warriors, yeah. and it's yeah. a it's a viable way of playing. Yeah. So it's, it's it's good for the book. It gives you different playability. It's so it's so much fun. Like it's <laughs> so much. Fun. I've never had as much fun playing Knife Edge as when you get to like teleport warrior units. <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna take my Death Star unit and put it in your flank. Like, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fun. Like you're gonna charge this unit. Nope. No, you're not. I'm gonna move to the other side. I'm gonna board. disappear this yeah. way. Yeah. It's, just, it's so much fun. It right, is so fun. so uh, just going back to. The lists. I know that you've not <laughs> yeah. really looked at them. I don't know. Some of them look um, interesting. The green skin you, okay, ones are interesting. Henry, have you looked at them? I've not. Well, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> if you were going to choose like two or three lists, which is there any lists that like stand out? I like the fact there's a vampire so, one there with two shrieking horrors. That's because yeah. I looks like doubles of everything. <laughs> so. so, <laughs> so so I, I actually found it kind of interesting because how I was looking at lists is that I went to UD and I was like, which of these people can beat me in painting? That's how I looked at uh, lists. And then, the I, totally and then I was thing. like, netlist, no, it's that's not going to beat me. Netlist, not going to beat me. And then I saw this one guy who was like, a pharaoh and like some necropolis guard and like a, w one of each sphinx and catapults i was like oh shit that is, is probably really well painted like that's the one i have to watch out for gonna smash him yeah. and knock his models off the table this is, is it. This is it. we're all gonna drink him. around yeah. his table that's what you're gonna do <laughs> set yourselves up but was it was there any list that you thought oh fuck that's a really really good list well yeah i've like for me that's why i looked at tony's list i was like oh it's fast character I won't play that. That's that's. It's crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's it against me with the greatest it? respect. This <laughs> is shockingly bad. Yeah, but like yeah. against, against <laughs> like the thing is that like you don't feel it when you don't play UD, but it's so hard to deal with those characters. All oh, those two characters beat your army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, it, when we were talking about it, they, yeah. he doesn't even need to get the rest of his army. No, his exactly. two characters deal yeah, with your list, especially because you have no chapter stand in front of them. Yeah. Bro, I have two units. That's enough. Yeah. 
but no. But otherwise, uh, to be honest, your list is more about what you wanted to play with and what looks pretty, isn't it? Yes. Really? Ah, good. Another one on shrine. the team. Yeah, yeah. You've always been about the hobby. That's because I'm not very good at the game. <laughs> Whereas I put trees in spearman units just to bolt them out a little bit. <laughs> is that a unit for this? Well, yeah. is it a it's got a spearman in the middle. Is it a nice looking tree though? Well, you see, the it history... is a nice looking tree. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> is it like an empire spearman? We need, we need some context here. Go on, you give him the context and I'll I left some it. terrain around his house. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> Next tournament, he had some unit fillers in all of his units. <laughs> <laughs> like a year later. Oh, he basically... He could. What was it? You, you left your terrain in my house because there was nowhere to store it in your house at the time. Well, you had your gaming table in my garage. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking after it for you. Yeah. So I was looking after it for you. And then um, back in the days of seventh edition Warhammer, Lion Guard or White Lions at the time were mentally Drink. good. So uh, they were White Lions at the time, weren't they? Lion Guard at the time. Yeah. Always strikes first, rerolls to hit. It was, it was bonkers stuff. So I wanted two units, but at the time as well, I was poor as anything. So. If you're going for white lions, you go for trees. So I looked in the older terrain box and saw... I mean, they're from Tony, the forest, bro. Trees. They have axes because they're exactly. like lumberjacks. Like, so, that's how it works, right? That's what lion guard are. They're lumberjacks with lion clubs. Not, yeah. not in the Nufla. Okay, well... No, like, no, exactly. Like Scottish. Ooh, yeah, wait, but oh, that, Scottish? that's okay, ninth age. You see, yeah. this, is, this is back in Warhammer days. That's actually see, really so. cool. like to make kills. Yeah, I like that idea. So anyway, long story short, <laughs> I had a lion, um, oh, a white lion themed list. So back, both, back both when four white lions was broke as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I had two units of white theme, lions, bro. 21 strong, both with uh, unit fillers of trees. I had um, my eagles fly through trees, of which you'll see one tomorrow because he's still reminiscent. My third eagle that flies through the trees is never used because you can't take three eagles anymore. Yeah. You, can, you can put them in units. Perfect. Nobody sees three eagles. <laughs> actually, quite, actually, actually, four eagles in the unit is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, maybe, actually... maybe. I Especially now the war machines. Uh, I faced one it eagle in, uh... can't deal with a war machine anymore. No, they, no. they start to struggle because no, of the toughest form. I faced it in. Uh, I faced. Uh, I faced it against <laughs> yeah. um, like a Sylvan Elf army that had units of four eagles, and they're surprisingly hard actually and also because they're so mobile they can just choose their combats and when you have that as well as Kestrel Knights I suppose yeah, yeah for example then suddenly it's very difficult Multiple to deal threats. with yeah. or if you've got a bunker you're trying to keep at the back yeah, exactly. and there's like yeah. four flying units yeah exactly yeah. and they're all <laughs> yeah. just like yeah, they're maybe. all just like hard as fuck just like I'm gonna get that fuck and you're like oh no but the rest four with no armor. <laughs> I'm struggling. No, no. I'm struggling. But it, but it's, free, bro. But it's, it's, it's twelve, <laughs> it's 12 wounds with uh, movement advanced nine. Yeah, it's yeah, true. 18. Yeah, March eighteen. Yeah. How much does it? Advanced. Like, it's not a lot of points. That's it's like two hundred and sixty points. Yeah. yeah. That's that's like that is basically almost at the chap level still, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Quite a big footprint. Do it. I don't know. Just <laughs> just a forty mil square base is just perfect. Yeah. Just the plonk, just there. Because <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You're still only going to stick it in front of your chariots, aren't you? That's yeah. a, all you're going to see as eagles yeah. do tomorrow is just land in front of your chariots. If you don't charge the eagle, spearman charge chariots. If you charge eagle, spearman charge chariots. I'll be fine. It's, uh, it'd be interesting. Okay, so I think. I so think anyway, long story short, yeah. the reason why I've got trees in my list still is because my army is reminiscent of it's back a in the day. Lumberjack theme, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so I think. On his gov. <laughs> so I think that what our conclusion is that we've not really read the list, so we don't have a lot to. Talk. I've read through. I've read through most of them, but none of them kind of jumped out at me at like apart from the vampire ones. I like some of the vampire ones, but I know vampires quite well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the green skin ones as well, but none of the green skin lists really matched what. 
either see in the is UK there, or I think the, I play myself. Is there any of the uh, green skin lists with like a ton of small units that works with bows? Okay. There's, a, there's one green skin list that has like all the Nashes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh please. <laughs> that's the worst. That's like... I get, that's like a shake game. You're like, I like, I literally don't want to play this game because it's not gonna be fun. Fifteen five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got pyromancy, bro. I'm loving it. <laughs> Stop burning. No, but, no, but I, I remember there was a while where there was somebody here in, in the Danish scene with, that was playing like an orc list with just like all the tricks, but then still like five or six units of just twenty orcs with boats. Oh, okay. And then somehow you could fit all of it together in the list, so everything shoots and everything's annoying, but it also is ranked, so it was oh, actually okay. really, it was pretty good. Yeah. And you can afford to lose a couple of yeah, those exactly. units. There's, there's small points, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. I've been playing around with greenskins quite a bit recently, actually, okay. but I don't, my, my problem is with uh, greenskins in like 6th and 7th and 8th, which is why I dropped them, is it become more of a green gun line. That was the yeah, only way you could yeah. play them. Exactly, I agree. So, um, whereas now I refuse to play them that way, I kind of like having like but, smash But now you don't need to. No, this is it. I, I really like you know, you, 15 make, Iron Orcs, for example. They're, they're we, really can strong. Can you make a, like a really smashy list? Yeah, um, like, a, like a two big blocks and some... Okay. You can that do. Sounds so good. They, they struggle a little bit with the lower uh, lower agility yeah, still. Yeah. That is their biggest problem. And also the big feral block. You can, if you don't want to fight it, you don't have to. Yeah. And if you come up against like I just I, this is they're having some problems with the, with the takeaway, so I just cancelled it because it's taking fucking forever. Oh, okay. It's like it's like an hour late right now. Yeah. So oh wow, okay. So what are we gonna do? Let's just go. Somewhere. I think we just go, go get some food. Yeah. 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 Cool, okay, so uh, I think we just cancel this here. Yeah, yeah. But we could look at the lists. <laughs> yeah, we can actually. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's all right. You're editing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do we want to do anything after the thing or just? Um, yeah, I guess we're just gonna from here. We we'll just see what happens tomorrow, and maybe if we get some time, we'll come back and talk to you and see how your games are going during the weekend. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know who I'm playing, but I forecast five points for me. Ah, <laughs> conservative. Yeah, we'll see how it goes.